Dog It Club is a podcast about three friends quantifying their love for television via a spreadsheet. This show contains explicit language and is not safe for little ears. And there is a perpetual spoiler alert in effect. Club. This is episode 23. We're doing something a little different. A little different. Three shows we're yeah, covering well, yeah, we, a little bit. Yeah, let me, let's lay this out, because we didn't lay it out in the episode we just recorded. Uh, I kind of did. We each pick a show off our spreadsheet where only one of us like, had, seen we, we had seen it. So yep. We each picked a show where only us had had a number in our little slot. And we each are we're doing a little mini, little segment favorite what we like about the show favorite character our dog it our award winner and our any changing to the rating keeping it a little bit shorter and the three shows are evan did voyager i did 24 and justin did chuck chuck different yeah we're we're trying to uh, some of these shows were only one of us watched we can't really fill two hours with it well and like we said that's not to say that once taylor watches voyager and maybe you we we can revisit there's gonna be show we <laughs> I love you too. I love you too, Barack Obama. <laughs> Little preview there. You'll folks. figure that Barack out. Barack Obama. <laughs> Hello. So, yeah. Um, so we hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, if you like the format, let us know uh, so we can improve yeah. um, and expand. And expand and, and like the expanse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't forget to review us on uh, review. Subscribe on iTunes. Give us five stars and uh, check us out on Twitter at twitter.com slash Thank you. It is a old-timey radio voice, Jim. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We're going to talk about three disparate shows today. Because, see, I'm assuming that in the future for us, we we explain what we're going to do. (laughs) And that just played for you in the future. But for us, we haven't said it yet. So hopefully we get get this right and everything goes as planned. Uh, I think some of these shows we're going to talk about since it's from each of our end of, we've only each watched yeah. ourselves. Well, we started looking at the spreadsheet, and there's like lots of lots of like, oh well, shit, I've watched a ton of shit, just me. So we, what, what do you do with those shows? I think some of us will have very wrong opinions. Yeah, about the, the show. We're that not we're not going to fill in two hours of one one show that only one of us have watched. So we figured, why not combine those into a little, like, little mini? Each of us get a little little mini block where we get to take one show that we've just watched, or maybe only two. Of us. We haven't quite figured that out, but um, and we just kind of get a little quick synopsis sell without spoiling too much, or if if anything at all, 
Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. There's no inappropriate lines in this song, too, right? Are we banning this song? All the all the Christmas songs are inappropriate, and and are we have to we have to get rid of them, right? Because they're all bad. They all have inappropriate, like old timey language. Uh oh. What's wrong with baby? It's cold outside. I think that's a great song. Zippy. Has a man putting a woman in her place for like four minutes solid? Please, I want to go. No, you sit your ass down, sweetheart. Those were the good old days when men were men and women. Shut the hell up. I'm Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) Baby, it's cold outside. Where's your coat? I don't know. Maybe somebody threw it out the goddamn door. <laughs> Cold? Come over here. I'm Rush Limbaugh. Okay, we're, it's, that's a weird juxtaposition to go from <laughs> Christmas music uh, to that. Well, sanity. Well, that's, uh, really, that's the world we live in. So from one of the most closed-minded, misogynistic, shitty people on the planet, I'm going to talk about hope. I'm going to talk about the human race looking out into the stars and going, yes, Discovery. No, not Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) Uh, My show is one that uh, miraculously Taylor hasn't seen yet, and I think it's like nearing the top of his pile. Yeah, it is. Uh, And Justin, of course, is we're still watching TNG, so yeah. I'm not ready to go to uh, I have, Star Trek yet. I have taken the ball of Star of what is Star Trek and squeeze it. And I squeeze it well, and I enjoyed every last drop of everything. And you're still um, you're watching it again. Yeah, I just I'm just I'm poking at the start of Voyager because the first couple episodes are just straight up banger. And you know just I may end up watching it and hating it. Wouldn't that be? fun? Oh, you're not though. <laughs> that would be a fun. You're super. Dynamic. You're super not. You're, you're a Star Trek it. fan. You're um, gonna, uh, Star Trek Voyage as well. Season three of the original series was shit. That was one little piece of the Star Trek universe. I know. I love the universe. Yes. Um, the show is the third of the modern Star Trek. So majestic of a theme. It's a great theme. Um, but it's uh, you know how uh, Deep Space Nine sort of had the a theme jumping is enough to watch it. Yeah. Deep Space Nine and TNG overlapped. TNG went off the air. Then Deep Space Nine sort of did the same thing and acted as a jumping off point for Voyager. You know, the, there's this one you know little quirk makes a makes a from DS Nine makes a little guest appearance and then they jump off and off off Voyager goes. And the reason it is. Great. The reason I have it rated above Deep Space Nine, the reason I recently bumped Voyager, uh, this isn't spoiling anything, the whole gist of the show is this one very advanced, smaller, advanced ship gets lost on the other side of the fucking galaxy. Like, they get launched ass over tea kettle to the exact opposite end of the fucking and in the Star Trek universe, as I know, warp, warp is only so, so fast. fast. It literally it'll it take separates. them like seventy-five years to get home. Right. It takes you know a good few decades yeah. to travel from one end of even the galaxy. At, even to at the warp, other. like this ship can go warp like nine point something something, and it'll still take them almost eighty years to get home. But but like the like the end of the first episode is it, the, and this is also the first female captain. 
uh, Kate Mulgrew, who some people might currently know from Orange is the New Black. As Red. As Red, the Russian lady. That's she plays Captain. Don't watch that. She plays Captain what? Catherine Janeway. You know that I don't have a rating for Orange Is the New Black. It's a good show though, and I don't. I but, don't watch no, it. No, I thought you were telling people not to watch. That. No, I don't watch okay. it. Okay, I just you haven't. were saying don't watch that. <laughs> like, what? That's a pretty good show. It's pretty good. Um, it's very. I haven't watched. The, watch I haven't watched show. the newer oh, seasons. Wow. I haven't been inspired to. But anyway, um, <laughs> there you go. Anyway, that that at, does at not sound time, like a ringing endorsement. Right Voyager there. Voyager's initial mission was to you know there's a storyline in Deep Space night about the maquis these kind of rebel federation citizens that are pissed off voyager gets lost with a maquis ship you know so it's a ship full of former terrorists but but former starfleet (laughs) people and some like colonists and stuff so people with experience so the crews get mooshed together and it it, they really build the the crew and there's a lot of cool tension from that point of view because like her captain jane a lot of people died on the uh, because they due to the shenanigans of the first episode the doctor dies of voyager and a maquito yeah i've seen actually so i've seen the first four lost lost in the delta quadrant they have to rely on the emergency, the temporary emergency medical hologram, which is played by by an actor, uh, that guy actor, um, Robert Piccolo, who you've probably seen. I know um, who, he's the. Isn't he bald? Yeah, he's a bald guy. Yeah, yeah, I saw him. Mm. Well, you'll. You ju- I bet you Justin's seen him and stuff. Hold on. <laughs> he, he's one of those guys. Robert right. Picardo, not Piccolo. This guy. Oh, yeah. he was in inner space. He is in. Yeah, he was the cowboy. Yeah, he's in a ton of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah as yeah. a that guy background dude. But he plays like the data slash Odo character that right. I think you're really gonna fall in love with. The, you know, the, there's always a character on Star Trek that's looking for what am I? I'm just a stupid hologram, and he grows, and it's a wonderful character. Um, but uh, you know, her first officer was the captain of the Maquis ship, a former Starfleet commander who's this American Indian guy. Named Chakotay, who's whose complete hoo ha like made up American Indian culture is f- always fun because there's a few episodes where he talks to his people. Um, there's a cool Vulcan of uh, who who was actually a background actor on one of the movies, one of the Kirk movies. Is uh, um, Q is Q in it quite a bit? Or Q pops up a, bun- a, a few times. Okay, and you'd think like, well, pff, Q gets him home. No, that's a fun. You know, <laughs> Q uh, the, could get him home. Really now, really easy. now, I'm not gonna say. I mean, and the, the use of the Borg is great. They really do some fucking stellar Borg stuff because one of the characters that shows up later, you know, reclaimed Borg. Blah blah blah. Hello, loud phone. Unprofessional. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's all great. Now, I'm not going to say that it's one of those shows that doesn't, you know, it's a Star Trek, so it, it gets a little, it it wanders a little near the end, with especially, that, like, I would even say that it jumps the shark with the Borg stuff a little bit. Like, you're like, okay, okay, guys, that's a lot of Borg stuff. But all in all, sounds appealing to me. I like all. It's a bubble. Stuff. Like it's it's. I like it because there's not a lot of like Deep, Deep Space there. Nine had a lot of like Federation and politics and how oh, they set Voyager apart because it they're in a bubble. It's just that ship. It's just that crew and the problems that come along with that. They have to resupply. They have to fucking like figure they, they have to look they for, don't have any star bases they, they so don't they have, have any star bases or anything out. there's no crew turnover so you do see a lot of the same extras and a lot of the same tertiary and forciary characters sort of showing up kid that grows there's like one kid that's born and grows up on the ship and they keep getting progressively a little older actresses to play her and 
you know, and 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 you know how I, I always bring this up because it's a, just a great touchstone for the thing I like about Star Trek: the little conversations. You know, the little little groupings you get of certain characters that have little the little conversations that make Star Trek the thing worth watching. A lot of that, you know, like. Like Janeway being, you know, being a woman captain, and she has to be very strong. But being a, the seeing the people she confides in, like her Tuvok, the the black Vulcan guy, right, he's super great. Is uh, he pure Vulcan or half? Yeah, he's a full Vulcan. He's okay. he's full, very Vulcan <laughs> about everything. Uh, and but they like the first episode. They pick up some Delta Quadrant residents. One of them being Neelix, who's on the whole show. He's kind of the comedy relief, and he's kind of their guide, and he becomes the, I know the who cook. I met him, yeah. He's fucking fantastic. So you have watched show. a little bit of it. I've watched the first probably five or six episodes. Okay. Which are all great. Like, so I, good. I would hope I enjoyed it. It. And it. And it only gets more, you know, like there's the, the, the half Klingon uh, engineer, Balana Torres. There's the like, like, uh, my, I, I think who I, I can go ahead and, pro- I mean, With Star Trek, it's hard not to say your favorite character isn't the captain because inevitably, I mean, Kirk, fucking Cisco, Janeway—they're all are—they're all great. Even with on Enterprise, Scott Bakula's Archer is great. He's great. They're all great. But like Tom Perez on Voyager, like he's this, like most Maquis, a former he uh, Starfleet officer. Dad's an uh, an admiral, mm-hmm. so he 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 was a prisoner. He though, gets, right? yeah. He's the, the whole thing starts off with him at like and like working off time in a Federation prison camp because he because they he was first his first Maquis mission he gets caught, but J- it starts with J- that's what you know Janeway up on a catwalk. Well, Mister Paris, just uh, <laughs> you know Janeway's fucking great. She like. She's like a, cause you know how like Picard, before Picard went command, he was a scientist. Janeway's a former scientist. Like she was like, they talk about later on how she was captain like science ships and stuff. So she, every, anytime there's a space thing, Captain Janeway gets very interested. <laughs> you know, these people are all trying to go home, but everybody, there's always episodes where she's like, well, let's go see what that is. We owe it to our, to Starfleet to map and, do all the things Starfleet While they're does. out there, they're Even prime though directive. we're lost, we're going to be Starfleet because Starfleet is Starfleet. While know. they're out there, the prime directive still stands. They're oh, yeah, and they're out there just... And exploring. And she's wonderful, but yeah, she's like standing over time. Tom Paris is like, break, whatever, break, whatever, breaking rocks, whatever the fuck you're supposed <laughs> to do. You know, they're all like with little laser things, just pointed at bushes going, I don't know, we're all in jail, I guess. Uh, so, so he's just goes along on this, like, hunt down the Maquis mission with them. And, and, but, you know, they get lost in the Delta Quadrant. So everyone gets their jobs and they're all, he's, he's great. Like, he sort of befriends the little ensign, the little Asian ensign, Harry Kim. Tom Paris and Harry Kim episodes are probably my favorite. Cause Tom, Tom dragging poor Harry into some shenanigans. It's all the stuff about Star Trek you like. Just more of it. So and, one, and, one, and without all the like webbing and bagging. One important, of, a very important question. So like, it feels like in the, TNG, how they wrote women characters, and now they have Janeway as the captain. How did they? Were oh they, man, were this, they this ahead show of their is time? devoid of of the stuff that bothered you about TNG. Like well, with, I mean, they fixed a lot of that with Deep Space Nine. I mean, you've got fucking yeah, they did. Uh, um, Kira, Kira, and I mean, even though it, there was still some questionable stuff, like what's her name left the show, the the one that played the trill, 
Jax. Dax. She, Dax. She, there was Dax, a, you know yeah. that. But with Voyager, Lady Captain Belana Torres is like half Klingon, kind of a badass. There's no and uh, both Kess and uh, Seven, the the Borg girl that joins this crew later, Jerry Ryan, the one that Dalton I know who you're talking about. Yeah. They're both strong, interesting. There's no fucking aerobics. There's no fucking chocolate. No, going around that. eating chocolate. Like in fact, forward. Seven, Gosh. it's time for chocolate. Come on, Beverly. I like it's time to have chocolate. chocolate. I I'm, my name I, is Diana Troy, and I like chocolate. I know we're still watching the next generation, <laughs> Fuck, but I'm pretty sure I can state clearly that we all have the same dog. It. Oh, Diana Troy is <laughs> the oh, dog it yeah. of TNG. Like that's without. It's without like a, a she's doubt. the objective dog. It. Like there's not even any argument really. <laughs> like we might even become the Troy Club because um, you know she's <laughs> such a dog. It. <laughs> but but as far as well, I don't want to take away more time. Voyager's fantastic. Well, hold it, on. Let's get. Let, what's your rating, Evan? My Voyager rating is a seven point eight five. It's up there. I mean, with a lot of shows like it. I mean, it's T and G's. He's got Sherlock, Disenchantment, Buffy, uh, right ahead of it, right below it. He's got Gotham, Orange is the New Black. Uh, Go ahead Titan, and Archer. I want to raise it up. Whoa, cool. he's he's raising. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna raise it to an eight point. <laughs> Holy out, going shit! Out of, eight point one five. Going out of turn here. Holy! I just want to get it organized about because that. that uh, <laughs> uh, Holy shit! Yeah, that's a that's that's a, a big move. We're gonna wait. Nah, fuck that. We that's went, a little better. We so each get our little block. Don't we work. went from the sevens to the eight. What is the what? What are you doing? Like, it's, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? You're scaring me. It's a wonderful, wonderful. Star Trek show, like I like it better than it. And it now my 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 like of the shows are truly in order because it's Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Like I think Inter- where's Enterprise? It's below Deep Space Nine. So you like it better Nine than Buffy? Right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, Voyager. Like I said, everything I loved about TNG, it's got little bits of that. The stuff I liked about Deep Space Nine, it has a little bit of that. A little bit more progress. A little bit more. As far as like we were just saying with women and with with, it's 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 was Voyager on in the nineties or two thousands? Two thousand into the nineties. It was after. It was well after uh, Deep Space Nine, wasn't it? Like three or four years after that, it started. No, it started like you know how Deep Space Nine ran for a couple of years as TNG was going off the air. Like mm-hmm. it ran for a couple seasons concurrently. Same deal. Last couple seasons of Deep Space. Voyager Nine. was ninety five to two thousand one. Oh wow! Oh, then it ran con- concurrently with uh, parts of DS Nine. Yeah, a lot of DS, a lot of DS Nine. Yeah. But Voyager was also the last Star Trek show since. I mean, I'm, I'm discounting Discovery and the current CBS Paramount interest in Star Trek and the movies and stuff. But like Voyager after, was after the- Voyager, until Enterprise and the budget of Enterprise was way lower than Voyager. Voyager still had a budget, and it was it was clever with lots of like I said, without all the like. It wasn't burdened by Star Trek lore. It was just the ship and science and adventure and and it had a very, almost a Firefly like if Firefly had quite a hundred crew members. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like it's so Voyager was the last Star Trek that wasn't a complete joke. Enterprise, a complete joke. See, folks, I was waffling <laughs> with this episode whether to do Voyager or Enterprise because I like Enterprise. I don't have it rated in the dirt. It's a it's a decent show, but I'll it is your lowest rated Star Trek show. It is for good reason. <laughs> but there's stuff in Enterprise I like more than most Star Trek. Well, I was laughing. So. I was laughing a little bit ago because uh, 
I was looking at Evan's list and he was, t- I remember he, he watched Lost in Space on Netflix and he was like, man, it's a great show. It's a great show. It's lower than any Star Trek show on here now. <laughs> like it's a 7.5. 7.5. Like, a completely yeah. unrecommendable. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, but still, you know, well, being honest, most TV that still Evan- can get excited about would stuff it be- and be realistic on our list, Justin. <laughs> Not everything has to have an, the good has to have an afterglow effect. It, it does. No, um, would it be fair to say that most of our our list is a little bit biased because it it shows that we finish mostly? And a lot, a lot <laughs> that's of the, what she said. A lot of Wingo! a lot of the shitty shows. Finish. A lot of the shitty shows that we can't get Sexually into don't make the list. That's yeah. what I was referencing. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, who's your favorite character? Uh, I, I I would be remiss not to say. Just- that's loud. I, w- I meant to bring the volume down before. It's uh, I would re- be remiss not to say Catherine Janeway. She's, I mean, next to Picard and Cur- she's like, I-, I find it very hard to rank. Is that Voyager or Lord of the Rings music? Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rank your captains. Oh, fuck me. That's hard. I honestly, Kirk, Picard, and, and, and just slightly ticked below them, Janeway all kind of stand on a precipice together. And Cisco's like near there going, I'm okay, though. <laughs> and then like Scott Bakula's like down at the foot, base of the foothill going, I'm, I'm represented. <laughs> I'm represented. Um, I, I, would, I, I would have to go Picard, Kirk, Janeway, Cisco Archer. There you go. I don't have the other two. In, Janeway, in there, but, but I agree with but, his. But I'm order. just. I'm. T- I mean, uh, it's comparing. Janeway does such a great job, but you're comparing it to William Shatner and Patrick Stewart's right. portrayals are just. But I would say she gets real damn close to Patrick Stewart levels of enjoyment for me. She's interesting. She's vulnerable. She's super fucking strong. She's she's kind and interested and curious, like all the stuff when you watch Picard, like it happy or like the real acting that happens that that that, that, that where Patrick Stewart kind of sh- made you fall in love with him and then yeah. the, the idea of Star Trek of loving exploration, like why are all these people out there for the joy of exploring like and when they when they see something they've never seen the before. hopeful the hope no one's of, ever seen before the hopefulness of what starfleet is just advent like adventure and and exploring for the sake of new period but i would so, spend all my time in a holodeck yeah so well I, <laughs> yeah. so it's hard to argue with that it, and janeway really exemplifies that because like i even in like the i mean the like like i said hot ass first couple episodes where they really i they just introduce the characters just like they slot them in and you get so you meet them all you understand each other within the first the big two-part first thing and the the, you know you you you're like janeway tuvok chakotay like balana you get everyone's deal everyone has a purpose to be there it's a strong there there are no like uh tasha yars or fucking what about wesley that's what I'm saying. There's Wesley like, Crusher now, or Alexander. Do we at least get Alexander? The closest Voyager gets, and she will probably end up being my dog. It is Kess. When Who's- Neelix joins the crew, it involves his his lady love, the Ocampa chick, the little blonde with the short cropped haircut, the one that's hello. The whole, when is they, that the one that knows the, si- the cook? No. Yeah, that one. Okay, Kes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Her and Neelix, like Kess and Neelix. So Kess, Kess would be my my dog. It. Oof. 
That's um, rough. Sorry if you're listening to the show. Um, <laughs> she just was, but but the show deftly, like she eventually zippity do, and then in comes Seven of Nine. The and Jerry they made, Ryan character. They must have saw they, what happened. No one they liked replaced her. a sort of weak sauce female just ca- character, loser, tertiary character loser, with loser. with Seven of Nine, <laughs> with Seven of Nine, who's a who I would say is like along. I mean, one of my. I mean, if I had to give like an honorable mention to favorite character, Seven of Nine is dope. It's this like she was a little girl when she was taken by the Borg, and there's my dog walking on my plastic desk rolly thing. Um, but she was a little girl, human girl that was taken by the Borg, and then Voyager rescues her at like she's like twenty something. God, stupid. Yeah, I, I, w- I wish. So it's the, it, what they did with Kess in Seven of Nine. I wish they would have done with Troy and Guinan. Like Guinan could have just when Guinan first appeared on TNG. I wish Troy would have just disappeared. <laughs> Or yeah, like, but it's Whoopi Gold. That that's the yeah, I'm just saying. Like Troy, Troy, how, like an alien fries Troy's brain. Oh, I would love that. And how crazy would that have been? And she spent any time. Oh, Captain, and then, stop dying and then, in a oh, coma. Oh. And then Guinan's just on the bridge with with the crew. Oh, Whoopi would have cut such a jib sitting there next to next to next to Riker and Picard. She just dark. They should have had Doctor Pulaski be the therapist. <laughs> Doctor Pulaski. No, but but no, but Voyager. I would say Voyager has the strongest immediate chemist like cast. Like the cast. Wait, was- wait, wait. Before we move on, can we just note Doctor Pulaski for just a second? If anybody has not watched TNG, there was one season. Second like season two. One season that did not have Doctor Beverly Cr- Crusher as the doctor. She left the show. They and it was know, actually they didn't due, know if she was going to come back. It was yeah, actually due to the sexual harassment, sexual harassment stuff, stuff that, 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 that the Star Trek series up until even into Deep Space Nine were plagued with. And uh, anyway, this terrible, mean to data doctor comes onto the Enterprise. They tried know. to bring this. Listen, they had a plan to like <laughs> just, um, have a, a relationship between her and data where Dr. Pulaski doesn't... Data, you're an idiot. You're just a machine. And then I would assume have Data slowly win her over, but she was so unpopular and so... And it just came across as mean, so everyone immediately didn't want... they Because they were trying to play off of a Bones-Spock relationship where Bones would pick on Spock, but Spock's smart, a smart, strong white man, and was just like... And Data's just oblivious. Suck a dick. And Data's, Data's like a, innocent. Data's like an innocent little kid. Yeah, you can't. He's do an that. innocent little yellow kid that doesn't know anything. And and this lady's just like fuck, and that you've gotten to love immediately. Yeah. And this doctor just like you're not a person. And oh, oh yeah, that's a way to ingratiate <laughs> your new your new doctor. You're not a person. Well, yeah. Oh, I, uh, do you think the person I don't I love is not a person? Well, fuck you, Doctor Plasky. In dogged fashion, she just wasn't written correctly. No. To be liked, they didn't. It was a bunch of the writers. Star Trek. It was a bunch of old white men trying to write for women, and they in minority, and they have no. They didn't. Idea. They didn't know the TNG writers did not know how to handle anything women. really good on TNG. <laughs> like any portrayal, like Lavar Burton, that character could have been styrofoam, and every ounce of life that was put into Jordy LaForge was because they had just lucked out with Lavar Burton, <laughs> and same thing with Picard, with Picard, most of that cast. I think the, TN, anyway. the the TNG writers probably were looking a little bit towards the original series a little bit probably. too much. We digress, but, um, but anyway, it, go ahead. Yeah, uh, but all in all, I I've, I mean, if you if you've watched Star Trek and you enjoy Star Trek, there's no reason you won't love Voyager. It's wonderful. 
from the theme song. What about from the standpoint of the very reason you mentioned earlier? It's not part of the same quadrant, so you're not. Oh, no, but with, they, they you're po- not with the Federation. You're not with the Klingon Empire, no. the Romulan Empire. It's, you're you're it's, away from all the stuff. Yeah, that you, you s- are, and but it's they introduce fresh new thing. It's like what it must have felt like watching the original series. And having things introduced to you and seemed like every everything was new. Everything was new. There was new stuff. And they make good use of the new stuff. But there's also a lot of familiar cues could, pops up here and there. The Borg become most well, yeah, of what the later certain, seasons. Certain more powerful. There, there's still listen. Entities. If you think that there aren't episodes with Ferengi or Klingons or fucking Romulans, you're out of your no- gourd. Yes, they're lost in the Delta Quadrant, but there's there are episodes with. With that. Some cross, some like, you know, they're not a, hey, it only takes 75 years to get from Right, there so some to, people have made the journey. There, or then there's wormholes and nebulas and yeah. right. fucking zip zaps. So there's all sorts of stuff. And it's well, yeah, TV, D, but it's magic. DS9 was all about a, there's, a wormhole. But some of the new Guardian. enemy race, like some of the alien races they introduced are great. <coughs> there's this like hunter race that at one point uh, takes over the ship and starts turning like, the, they love the holodeck. And they turn the whole inter- like almost the whole interior. They keep knocking down walls, building more holodeck because they want to do more training in this like magic room that lets them kill and hunt without having to like leave their ship. So like that's that's one of the cruxes of like a couple episodes is fighting this race that's after the tech. Now it, there's 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 a lot of great stuff in Voyager. Like you love TNG, you enjoy Deep Space Nine. It's a better show than Deep Space Nine. What about the naysayers? That kind of I don't know if there are many with Voyager. Voyager is kind of a vo- like Deep Space Nine gets shit on because the it last the the last episode is so god awful. The Inter- last season's pretty. Enterprise bad. gets shit on because of the low budget and a lot of people shit on Scott Bakula, which I think is unjust. He does a decent job. Um, <laughs> decent. But Voyager is fairly well thought of, like. It's you. You gotta. I mean, if anything, it gets levied with like, oh, you've got to be a Star Trek. You gotta like Star Trek. At that point, it was like Star Trek. Star Trek nerd. You what? You okay? Yeah. You 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 people that liked Star Trek were watching Star Trek. There was still an audience, but I mean, it it it, it was only, only. You look how long it took for Star Trek to get cool again. It's the only Star Trek with a ca- woman captain, right? Until Discovery. Right, until the new one. Star Trek Voyager, out. RT, overall 77% audience score 64. That's not bad. Uh, se- Again, season but, one, Star Trek. Season 1, 93. Season that's 2, good. 33. <laughs> season 3, 100. But how 4, many? 100. 5, 80. I don't think there's a lot of And 7 is 60. It didn't, they didn't have ones for 6, but all the ratings I have are critical consensus. Oof. So... I mean, season two. Apparently. What did what did the critical consensus say about season two? Uh, oh wait, no, it doesn't. No, never mind. The season one is the only one with consensus. Oh, there you go. Okay, so Evan was right. There's not yeah, very that, many there's reviews. There's not a there's not that many reviews. But uh, right here, season one, ninety three percent says Star Trek Voyager breaks the Star Trek mold uh, with a brand new final frontier and the fierce leadership of the franchise's first female captain. And she's great. Like she, you know, as with most of those shows, they're debuted built, on UPN. They're built on the captain. Are they leaning on that at all? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I mean, is like that, it, it's not uh, like that doesn't matter. She right? handles it beautifully. Yeah, she's like and not and and they don't go heavy handed where she's just this big, you know, masculine captain woman. She like 
in the very first episode before they leave, you know, before they get lost, she's talking to her husband. Like her, she, like the whole show. Like so, you have this strong military. She's a captain, and she's a very smart scientist, and she's captain in the Starfleet. But she's married, and when they get lost, she, you know, loses contact with her husband and her dogs and her life, and so that whole thing where everyone's kind of dealing with that. And, and no, they don't, they don't, they, like, as far, I know what you're trying to say, like, Janeway, like, what is it, like, oh, the woman captain, is it all a bunch of woman, like, woman, what, no, it, it, but it's, that's the, but the, the, I can see that on the internet. She's human, okay. she's human and wonderful and, 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 like, I make the okay hand signal, I'm very good, it's a very good show, you'll like it a Star lot. Trek seems like a universe that. You know how when you watch The Expanse and you see how women all over the place have positions of authority and it's nothing. It doesn't mean anything and that's the way it should be, right? They don't make a big to-do to With Star Trek, you would think that that shouldn't – that's a society where you would expect women to be in the command, the captaincy yeah. quite a bit. So it they makes sense they that they, they needed that. They I didn't think. make a big to do out of it. I mean, it they was shouldn't. Just, she's that's just good. the next captain. That's good. And she just, but she also – handles her act you know her she does her job real well like that lady's very talented she's wonderful uh so, so watch it, watch voyage it was on ups not the upn not cbs was you did you uh didn't the they UPN, have ds9 U, upn too? upn's like a subsidiary of this of that i don't know ds9 company. on wikipedia says the original network is syndication <laughs> so i don't get that i don't like it when they do that but it was distributed by cbs yeah it's all distributed it's, it's owned by cbs paramount yeah um so yeah, that's a good show that I raised up a little bit. Yeah. Now you go, Taylor. What? What? Let's give it a little finale there. All right. Ah, that's a good, good Captain, song. Catherine Janeway. She's <laughs> like I said earlier. You you start with a William Shatner, Captain Kirk, and you make it a woman. You bring it up here a little bit, and just make it just just vaguely more proper. And you have Catherine Janeway. She does far less fucking, but she's very, very dedicated to her crew and getting them home. <laughs> she also likes coffee quite a bit, which I find very relatable. <laughs> all right, now it's now time to get more serious. Now we're going to torture everybody <laughs> to get all the information we need to save us from the terrorists. 24. Boo. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a show that we've talked about off and on a little bit on the podcast, right? Uh-huh. A little bit. I'm the only one that's watched it. Uh, it should be noted Justin and Evan have it colored red, my, which indicates my they will infor- never watch my, it. My knowledge of this show simply comes through the the ether. You know what I mean? It's in the cultural mythos. So I, I so, so tell us every tell bit us all of information you, my, I know about Twenty Four has come from watching zero actual minutes of the show. My red block on the screen is simply for Taylor to <laughs> try to, to convince to you to convince race. me to watch it. So you want to know what I think the show's about? Yeah, I, I, before we start, I think Evan should clarify his real thoughts about what the show's about. Jack Bauer. Okay, I know his name. That's he's a character. secret. He's an agent of some kind of some branch of the secret. That's pretty vague, s- but okay. <laughs> agent fighting force of the United States of goddamn America. I know that it's a very intense show about presumably terrorism. Uh, 
And it's all about Jack Bauer hunting down the bomb guys who are trying to bomb all the stuff. And he's going to strap them to fucking chairs. And he's going to pinch their nipples <laughs> you're, and you're twist their nuts. Close. And fuck their <laughs> fingers up and go, tell me stuff. And they're going to go, I'll tell you anything because torture doesn't work. And then he's going to go, cool. I'm going to go operate on that f- shitty information and, and inform an entire country that torture totally works. Yeah, so obviously there's a political sort of slant. No, there's a political element to this show uh, that bothered a lot of people. Yeah, it had but you never. But here's the thing, Evan. Funny, it had a funny energy Evan's for me. Never seen the show. It's had a funny. It had a funny energy to me. Evan's never. Evan's never seen the show. Right. Funny, That's a fact. A, well, I'm operating on a funny energy in a sea of media, and I'm looking at that funny energy, going, "I'm getting a weird wavelength. I'm going to mark you red on our list because I don't want to watch you." <laughs> I can only go with my gut, and my gut tells me I'm eh, as likely to watch NCIS as I am 24. Okay, and that is a great launching point for me to come in and fucking save the day a little bit here, because that is an insult. NCIS is a joke. I'm not comparing them. No. I'm just saying that's, that no. is the level to which I am disinterested in watching 24. So, okay, so a lot of... Tell me why I'm wrong. Well... Because you trivialized everything that was excellent about the show, and just all you're all you're saying is torture, did, torture, did, torture, I did, torture. I did that intentionally for me. To, I know I that is not me. the whole show. Like I told you before we started recording, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Giving you a wall to bounce off of to uh, convince me, a non-fan, why we should be paying so 24 is is about his counterterrorism unit and jack bauer is an agent of some authority within the what unit a, what um he the i'll just tell you a little snippet the first episode he suspects that his boss knows something about a specific incident and in order for jack a, to get the information he tranquilizes his boss what and a, pulls him into a different room to get extract information what, what race are most of the terrorists they're fighting so they're mostly Muslims. Oh, but not all of them. There's Russian operatives. There's a lot of other uh, mercenary outfits that are part of the show um, that are motivated by profit. Oh. It's not just Islamic terrorists. Probably, probably a lot of Muslims. Though. I mean, it was a, it was a new idea. Well, I hate to say it, and this what, is a, when this, this isn't going to get too. What was the years it ran from? The way the show was advertised, mm-hmm. it was like I mean, it was it was truly something I've never seen before, where what you're seeing in the hour, you're you're watching it at one day, hour by it's hour a, in a, a season. Clever, it's a clever. It was a clever it, gimmick. I mean, it's one day. It's not a, okay. So here's the thing. Okay, we're saying all this stuff. And twenty four was innovative. Yeah. To, and they that's, that's what I was trying to say. They didn't. And you were right. And and the, they wasn't just a concept. They executed it. It worked. It worked, and it worked so well. It worked. It worked. It had a huge audience. The critics <laughs> loved it, yeah. by the way. The critics loved the show. And uh, you asked when it ran. It ran from 2008. Wait, wait, wait. Shit. 2001. Yeah. And it's been off and on. And it was like nine years straight till 2010. Then it came back for some little stuff after that. Uh, but yeah, so. It ran a long time. The 24 hour format. It's very bingy, like the feel yeah, of it. Yeah. You're literally going from one moment to the next episode picks up. Each episode starts with like each. Uh, it'll go into four different screens, so you can see four things happen simultaneously, right. and then it'll zoom in 
on one, on of, one them. of them. And other shit's happening on the other screens yeah. while that's happening. So writers always has to keep this in mind. And some sh- <laughs> funny things happen, like, for instance, that don't make sense. Like, Jack will get shot, like, hour three of the season. And then, like, by, you know... Eight hours in, he's just like got a sling on and just like running around beating like, the shit out of people. And I'm like, like, come on! It's like John McClane, yeah, Die Hard. There's a there's an action element to it that it borrows from Die Hard and our you know our action movies of the past, yeah. where the one man army is back to right. an extent. If what you I, don't like that shtick, that's fine. But they did it in a way where they combined it with excellent acting. When did it excellent debut? writing? High pro, high pro, uh, high production values. What month in two thousand one? I know what you're thinking, but like, I, was it? I'm assuming it was a fall show, like September. From my November sixth, two thousand one, election day. So, like, literally a couple. Yeah, of but months they ago, they would. How had, much do you they think that already show been was, made, They would have already been made. I know. I'm just show. saying, though. How much do you think that was a boon to twenty four? Considering it was a show about a guy. Running down terrorists. I, would th- I think it was a huge boon. Yeah. I, I think if you think back, do you, to how much do you think it played into the success, overall success of that, of the initial success? I think of that it show. played a huge role. I think to say any, people wanted to see a white yeah. cis male punching some goddamn Muslim if, Islamers in the fucking gobbers. If there is any other time, break your Trumpers, Islam. That that subject matter would have gotten a big boost. It was yeah. then because back then everybody was thinking about November the next bomb. of two thousand and one. That is wow. I didn't. I was that was a shot in the dark. But the, it literally the timing. It literally debuted. That is like if if Avengers came out. <laughs> Three months, <laughs> like two months after a literal alien invasion, yeah, right, of yeah. New York City, yeah, it, it would be like if Man of Steel came out two months after an alien revealed himself to be the savior of humanity. Okay, so that I'm, is insane. I'm trying to sell y'all on the show, so I want to. I'm gonna start this argument off. Tell me why it's not propaganda with your rating. Seven point five five out of ten. Uh, I think the show. The first, if the show ended season five or season six, my rating would be in the eights. But the show lingered too long. What did y'all just tell and me? We're giving me shit about it being a seven point five. I was, I was giving you shit just because it was oh, fun. Fucker. Um, <laughs> Taylor likes. I think twenty four only point oh five more than I like. What was it? Well, I have it appropriately. It's down with Boardwalk Empire, another high quality, high production show, Downton Abbey. Um, but it's not enough. To for me to say because of those some of those later seasons i just can't like give it my full right, you love, want my you want my legitimate love, yeah. like for me what um, from the outside and honestly not knowing uh, this is just the, the 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 gist i get you wonder what the gist was that turned oh me i got off. it i got it already. i feel like i, <laughs> I feel like it, got i feel it. like it was it has a element of propaganda to it i think it makes oh, light God. of some subjects that don't i don't know don't need the 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 nakatomi plaza diehard treatment I think it trivializes some shit, especially oh a month after nine eleven. Yeah, but I just think it fueled. It's it just so felt okay. You had your spiel. You, here's my counterpoint. Evan's making all these claims. Uh, so season one, day one, ninety five percent RT critical America. consistency, brimming with tension and political intrigue. Twenty four successfully introduces its unique high concept format and a compelling hero. Worth watching and Kiefer Sutherland's Jack Bowers. Day two, consensus 94%. 
24's sophomore outing is not as elegantly structured as its predecessor, but the series firmly puts to rest any fears that its propulsive thrills were a one-time novelty. Season 3, 100%. Season 4, 95%. I Season know it's five, very successful, 100%. and I know it's These very are good. All... I'm not saying that's what I that it is. I'm just saying I'm, that's the gist I got. I'm not in telling you. Did I say that? I'm pushing know. y'all to realize that this is a stuff. different show. Haven't seen all this stuff. It's over critically here. acclaimed. It's yeah, critically it acclaimed. So when I and I did that because I wanted to say when I start making claims about the writing's excellent, the characters are interesting and intriguing. There's real problems, real things brought up. If all you're thinking about is you know, propaganda, it's an odd format to present it in over that length of time. Yeah, the way the show and is torture doesn't out. always. Yes. Tor- by the way, torture doesn't always work in the show. Sometimes they'll torture someone and it is the wrong info or it doesn't lead anywhere and they do get in trouble and there are problems associated with it. So to say that it just says torture works every time out of like eight seasons of the show, that's not true right off the bat. So there is complexity they do make you think about the ticking time bomb scenario that Evan doesn't want to think about because it's not really going to happen that way, most likely. But it is possible, and the show shows you how that's possible that it could happen. And if it did happen, it's a time bomb. What would you say? <laughs> let's no, let's let's. <laughs> if they terrorists had a nuke in L.A. or New York, they City. they probably wouldn't have put it on a timer. Beep, beep. We will no, kill you but in 14 minutes. They'll have. They can demand certain things, yeah. or they can do certain things. And if you don't do it, like then they can, they, they can the have the right. They can say a lot of the times they're blackmailing the president, and CTU, the counterterrorism agency in this show, is trying to stop the terrorists lawf- lawfully before the president's forced to like do something insane, like right. release a bunch of freaking murderers or. CTU. Uh, you know, insult a country or throw a bomb or launch a missile at somebody that they want them to kill. Mm-hmm. Just stuff like that. Jack Bauer's there to save the day. Yes, it has scenes of torture. Yes, sometimes it does work in the show and it does save the day. Torture Tortured the day. is ineffective. We saves know that. But we also know that it's possible it could work in certain circumstances. Yeah, pull out those fingernails. And, but Jack Bauer is like he's he's kind of like a modern day, modern day action hero. Jack Bauer is a complicated guy. He believes that the ends justify the means in nearly every circumstance that involves national security, yeah. even if it means he personally breaks the law, which he does in the show numerous times. Breaks the law. He even has to go to prison. I believe later in the show for a couple hours <laughs> until he escapes and they have to get him <laughs> also, out because he's got to solve the next issue. You know what else? It, it, it kind of, I mean, this is a minor, minor, minor thing. Cause you know how I try to disconnect the person from the art, but keep her another kind of a fucking asshole. Yeah. I don't know. Like I've just, I, I don't he's know. He's like a pretty, pretty like pronounced, like belligerent, like kind of Alec Baldwin. Who's that Australian actor? Um, the one that was in Gladiator and fucking Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. How you know you always hear every once in a while of a, a, a news story about him hitting somebody with a phone at a hotel or something, I don't being know. drunk and I shit. I don't pay attention to Keith, celebrity news. Kiefer so. Sutherland dragged the Christmas tree down at the hotel he was staying at. You know, in a drunken flibble flabble. I watched a couple of movies with Kiefer Sutherland, and I thought they were both excellent. Like Phone Booth was really good. Uh, Eye for an Eye was a great movie. Lost he's Boys. Just, he's such a good villain. I don't really see him as a bad actor. No. no, he's not a bad actor. I didn't say anything about the actor. I just said the actual man seems like kind yeah, of a douchebag. Well, I, I don't care about the people. He, he probably is. I don't. 
No, but yeah, I just focus on the art, not the artist. So uh, eight point four out of Tom Cruise. Eight point four out of ten on IMDb. Hitler had some beautiful paintings. I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> There's also other great characters. Chloe's in the whole, pretty much the whole show. Tony Armada. Then the guy from uh, the Allstate, You're in Good Hands, the black guy. Yeah. He's the president. Yeah. I knew that. Um, and he gets that reputation as like an honorable president mm-hmm. that wants to do the right thing and for the people, nearly in every circumstance. I wonder. But you start to see there's 24. Like to say that it deserves not to be watched just because every now and it it's fantasy, and you know it is when you're watching it. There's so much ridiculous stuff that happens that makes me just laugh. Yeah. That I don't consider it realistic enough to say that it's propaganda is my counter to that. It's a show, a fictional show. Critics, obviously, they're very liberal, and none of them are saying these things that it's not worth watching just because Jack tortures some people. There was some seasons later, I think, you know, five, four. They did get criticized because they overly used torture. But I do have to say that if you boil the show down to just that, it just doesn't add up. There's so much more to the show. It's great. There's a lot of great stuff. And it for I like it because it forces people to think about ethical theory, mm-hmm. like what's the right thing to do right now? Because yeah. you can't always just sit back. If you do nothing, a million people are going to die. So doing nothing isn't an option. If you do this, well, that seems wrong because of this. If you do that, well, that's wrong because of this. There's no good answers to these questions. It makes could make the audience uncomfortable because these circumstances are possible. Not likely, but possible. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. I don't know if everyone else would, but I think it's cool to make people think about these things. And and uh, all the while, like I said, it's an action show. It's a cop drama to an extent. There is drama in the background. There's family drama going on. Phone calls always happening, and they're going out of the surveillance area to take them. And you're like, well, that guy's a rat, or that guy's a... You know. I think it honestly, like I, I'm being very, very facetious when it comes to the actual content of the show because I don't know the content of the show. You know, the real reason that it's because it is a very, very long show with many seasons. And it, it, is a, it is a lots of episodes. Too, even with season. the clever way they do the 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 ticking and the and the hour by hour thing, is it's still a, like you just said, it's a cop procedural. At the end of the day, it's guns and we've got to get the perimeter, you know, and I'm just like, Proced- okay. I would not, not use, procedural, not procedural, yeah, but it don't is a, use that it, is a it is a cop thing. It's like they took a, the procedural that, show and they twisted it. That, well, to where it's they looking don't always at, it's looking at the procedural with from a different lens with the cameras falling around in a different way and it's told in a different way. There's a lot of it. It's that the content is just a lot of very serious gun related. Get the bad guy running the kind of content i'd rather get in a movie i like action i can i'll watch diehard type stuff yeah uh, you know but i but i don't know about like how many seasons eight eight i think eight seasons of of just intense serious like real world problems that 24 episode seasons 24 episode seasons of 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 dealing that's dealing amazing. with a dealing with a problem we're dealing with and I think that's Except ultimately it's highly entertaining twenty four episodes absolutely, a season. It's absolutely. Like highly addictive absolutely. to where you right. I'm just saying but, though but it's hold the on, cons- hold on. the heaviness of the, it's that like I'm like twenty four hours of 
of of oh yeah, let me sit here and in the back of my mind while I'm being entertained, worry about the real life impact of terrorism. And I don't know, like, it just, just doesn't do that. Because look me. above that, I don't have many shows like that. Like I just don't have it unless it has a supernatural element to it, whether superhero powers, fucking magic, or it's Sherlock, or I don't know. I just want to say, Taylor, you balked at like watching Gotham right now because it has. Four 22 episode seasons. I mean, 24 is eight, eight or nine. I don't know how many. Eight. Oh, absolutely. Nine, 24 episodes. But that's seasons. just because I'm trying to, I, before I go back to a long show, yeah. I'm just trying to knock out a few titles so I can have more on my board. No, no. And, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I will watch 24 eventually because it down, it, A, I want to see how it's filmed. I do like that concept of having like, a bunch of different things going on, and you may not see everything that's going on, but you'll get a little glimpse of it on the screen. And each episode is, you know, is an hour. It's an hour of that day, and I think that's interesting. I, I think I like the innovative aspect of that because it's the first thing that's ever really done that. And so I, I, I yeah, it's, I, it's interesting. It's a very I have it marked. We, I, my red is a facetious red on twenty four. <laughs> Simply, we both marked it red to bother Taylor. <laughs> Throughout its run, 24 was frequently cited by critics as one of the best shows on television. Its fifth season was as most critically acclaimed, blah, blah, blah. 24 has been called groundbreaking, innovative, with time stating the show took the trend of a serial story arc, which began with the 80s dramas like Hill Street Blues and Wise Guy, which continued with West Wing Sopranos to the next level. And another critic said, it feels like no TV show you've ever seen. The production quality of the series has been frequently called film-like. And better than most films. It was probably the like the best show on network TV at the same time Sopranos was the best show on cable. It was probably the first. Sh- I might be out of bounds here, but I think it was probably safely said the first network show to de- deliver that quality yeah. production quality value that mm-hmm. Sopranos tried to do. Right. It may not. It wasn't at Sopranos level no. in my opinion because you still have twenty four episodes. But it took a damn good stab at it. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, 24, if we would be talking very very early on, like when two th- early 2000s, I would be putting Sopranos 24. It, 24 would be way more up there. It's right. just so many shows have come out since then that's better. Yeah. It was, but for back then, I mean, it's way better than The Shield. Mm-hmm. It was before The Shield, but The Shield wasn't long after, and it's way better than The Shield. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to get y'all to watch it for sure. I would just say that I think it's highly addictive. Well done. Just that especially it feels so what far I like, outside what, of my usual What I like to say is, thing. and I've said this before back in the day when I, early on, watch the first five seasons. Because all five of those seasons. Just the first five seasons. Sounds like Supernatural. Just watch the first five. All five <laughs> of those seasons are worth watching. And they're highly well done. Yeah. Highly acclaimed. I don't know if you'll like it, Evan. So it's torture porn? Is what you're yeah. <laughs> and that's it's funny that we're talking about torture whenever Walking Dead yeah. has so much fucking torture and terrible stuff in it, way more than 24 could ever even hope to squeeze in. Supernatural even, has some torture in right. it. Right. And to give 24 all of that, just because it's semi-realistic and it's not, if you watch it, you're yeah. just like, this is bullshit. This is it's a, it's an act. It's like... Die Hard. You eventually are like this is like Die Hard. Yeah. The terror. Yeah, they tried to up it up the ante with the production value and everything, and the acting is top notch, right. and the writing is really good. But it's still far fetched stuff that I don't take seriously enough to. 
it's good enough to make me think, but not bad enough to make me really down about the subject matter. Mm. It's balanced. Yeah. In my opinion, for a show about fair, that, it's fair, balanced. Fair and balanced. Just like Fox News. <laughs> yeah. You well, can unmark the red on mine. It's, yeah. I mean, it it's, might be watched. It's uh, you convinced us, Taylor. Good yeah. job. It's well, uh, I'm more removing it because it's. I, I also want to say there anyway. are villains, there are antagonists in the show. One of the best villains that Ryan and I really love, Mohammed Akbal Ben. No, no, oh. you're you're off, my friend. It's President Logan, who comes in like season four or five is a villain on the show. He's a very corrupt, terrible person. God, good thing we won't ever have to experience a corrupt, <laughs> awful, were, corrupt criminal president. They hey, com- guys. They, compla- they compared Charles, Charles so wait, Logan. So to- wait, 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 wait. What you're telling me is that the show had a well-spoken, well-thought-of black man president followed up by a complete <laughs> psychopath. You're right. And that's in the wiki here. It's funny. <laughs> David, President David Palmer in the show, some critics have held him as the character that helped Barack Obama campaign and become president and see him because he was the first character that portrayed a president with authority and command and honor thank you david palmer in 24 yeah honorable guy trustworthy guy and then the next thing you know president obama's president and then they follow they follow it up with president charles logan in the show bad person is compared to former president richard nixon which is who some people compare Trump to at nope. this point. Um, Donald, you're not doing a good job, buddy. Oh, hello. This is my Barack Obama. So here's Evan's section. Towards Thank the, you. The, towards the middle of 24's run, the series attracted significant criticism for its depictions of torture. I was as apparently well, totally cool with torture. As well as negative portrayal of Muslims. The frequent use of the ticking time bomb scenarios and storylines, as well as the main character Jack... Bauer portraying torture as normal, effective, acceptable, and glamorous was criticized by human rights activists, military officials, and experts in questioning and interrogation with concerns that raised the junior U.S. soldiers were intimidating techniques shown in the series. In response to the concerns, members of the U.S. military met with the creators of the show. Partly as a result, the military's appeal to the creators of the show to tone down the scenes of torture um, and to reduce the amount of torture in the show. Cause that, that listen, I again, you, I cannot stress this enough that all my opinions are just devil's advocate. Yeah, I'm not trying to jump on the show. I just found, I mean, you compared it to Walking Dead. I think the big difference there being is there's not a zombie apocalypse. Uh, the setting is a fantasy setting, and and so in, is it, twi- so on, is twenty four on. And I know from where you're coming <laughs> from, it's obvious to intelligent, smart people that it's like you know one guy running around with a gun oh, is not boy. something that can actually happen, but. It's a realistic modern day setting and dealing with modern day problems and to end in some military people's minds, they were like, you're making a, we're painting what we actually do in a weird light. You know, it's not zombie torture. It's actual, it's, it's an agent of the United States torturing information out of a dude at a black site. I mean, it's, it's. It was hey, at least they addressed it and they they the military came and they listened to what the military said. I'm assuming they toned it down and they further. toned it down and they reduced the frequency of it because it's because uh, uh, it was more or less the government the the military looking at the show going hey you're being lazy 
The issue of torture on the series was discussed by President Bill Clinton, who stated that he does not feel there is a place in U.S. policy for torture, but, quote, if you're the Jack Bauer person, you'll do whatever you do, and you should be prepared to take the consequences. And what he means by that is, in a lot of scenarios, Jack Bauer knows what he's about to do is illegal, but he does it because he believes he's about to save like a million people. Does he know it's wrong? Is it wrong? That's what the show makes you ask. Say yeah. Jack. Yes. Say Jack. Yes. No, it's not. I see. I actually disagree. I, I think. think, I, think I think Jack. Yeah. I think Jack. I know. Yeah, if you're playing, that's fine. Well, I, I actually enjoyed the discussion. It's, it's not always torture, though. What Taylor's saying It's just certain choices he has to make. Yeah. It is torture. No, I'm saying, but, but my, there's other decisions other than torture that he has. There to make. are, but I. I, I was I just trying. I, I was more those... just trying to make a distinction between the law and what's right and wrong like that's not necessarily a direct correlation between one right. another <laughs> yeah no and i think yeah. the show makes that clear because like, sometimes a, a law quote gets in the way of saving a million people and a lot of times people don't now is the right thing to break the law well if he doesn't then a million people are going to die yeah. i know people don't want to talk about that because they don't want to think about it but if you're the jack Barrett agent the right thing to do in these circumstances would probably be to break the law, save the people, and then go to prison. Mm -hmm. If you're truly the that, hero. if you know with ninety five percent certainty, that's the problem certainty. with most hero movies and hero tropes is there's no consequences. It's like there's only bright, glorious celebration after the hero triumphs over the bad thing. Right. I think more movies need to, like Jack Bauer should be tried for war crimes. He, he, <laughs> he should he be is, in prison for the rest of his he life. He is tried in the show. Yeah, he like, is. He they do try him. Um, he gets away with a lot, though. Because <laughs> I mean, he's a goddamned hero. I think that... A lot of people watch the show. I was looking at the viewership. A lot of people watched it. Well, it was, a, oh, it was, it was oh, a that's huge Why show. do you think I know what the show is and what it's about generally? It's pop culture. I mean, with, it's, it's, it's as, as, as big as anything. It's network in the cultural shows mythos. usually are overblown in viewership as far as, like, relate, in relation to cable shows. A lot of people watch the show. And the a lot other, of people watch a lot of network shows. To be fair... The part of the reason my rating isn't in the eights is because some of those concerns that Evan says are true to an extent. I just don't think that defines the whole show. It's I just, didn't but say they, it did. they, no, I know, but it's not enough for me to, to dog it. The show, it's to dog ah. it. You got it? <laughs> Speaking uh, of dog it, who's your dog it, Taylor? My favorite character is actually Jack Bauer. I figured that. It's pretty. Chloe's up there too. Yeah. Honorable mention that they're the main characters in the show. Um, actually, my dog it would be President Logan, not because he was a bad villain, but just because sort of how I did a dog at one time where that was my second kind of favorite. He's my favorite in a different way. Mm -hmm. He's the villain guy I want to see on the screen and just watch his face yeah. as he's making these decisions. Entertaining, good actor, well done. <laughs> well fucking done to make the they, they did a good job i mean it, it really i get all the criticism but at the end of the day 24 is an addictive innovative show still it's a very addictive innovative show and it's very fun to watch you probably <laughs> won't but i think i've made a case that nah, to yeah. argue that it's just this shitty fox news propagandist and i know that's not i know you're kidding to an extent but for the people that do actually say mm -hmm. it's just Jack Fox Bauer, News I, I love twenty four. Mm. <laughs> you know he's running around, he's running around hurting people and getting the getting the truth, getting the job done. He's gonna he's gonna get the job done. He's gonna he's gonna show him. He's gonna he's gonna grab him and strap him to a goddamn chair. 
There we go. I see it. I struggle when it's not on. <laughs> yeah. oh, there I, it is. I found a super cut on YouTube of just... Just four straight hours of Jack Bauer just railing on dudes <laughs> strapped to chairs. Using nail guns on them. Oh, man, I'm crying their I crank into that shit all day. I haven't even showed her super cover. It's just him and the Muslim ones. Oh, God, it's like <laughs> pornography. <laughs> you want to know a secret? There's a, there's a secret Republican version of, 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 of Pornhub. It's all just shit like that. Real weird. You know that video of that girl smoking and there's this Arab guy in the, the hood? And then she's torturing him. He's covered in poop. <laughs> oh, man. Shit like that. Yeah, real twisted. I'm Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So I'm, yeah. just, I'm just a sensitive boy, Taylor, and, Watch, and I got weird uh, mojo from that show, and I've just always kind of stayed away from yeah, it. Yeah, but I, I kind of, I think I made a point, though, about it's not just that it was watched a lot. You know, but put that, that, put that red ob- block back up there. It <laughs> objectively, it objectively did something innovative. Yeah. It was a gimmick in a way, because you can't just, obviously other shows haven't copied this Garbage. format. Right. Only 24 has done it. Garbage. Another 24. Uh-oh. My mm. cup just went off. I had a lid on it. Anyway, uh, I, I think 24, it's never going to be any higher than that for me. Okay. I was wondering about your rating. Uh, it 7.55 accurately captures where it belongs today. Yeah. There are issues with the show. There's some silly stuff. There's some... Let's things. get those Un- best. Like, they try to be realistic, and then on the other hand, you're like, but what... Yeah, I would love. I would love to speculate. I would love to know like where that show would be in the cultural mythos had it not been for nine eleven. I think no matter what, the show would have. It may not have been as big of a splash, but I think it would have been successful because I think it stands on its own. the The twenty four hour format back then, especially, meant something. People hadn't ever seen it before. Yeah. I thought it was very innovative at the time. I, I thought would, it was addictive at the time. Like, I never watched it, but I saw the previews, and I was like, that's that's interesting. But I didn't go out of my way to watch it. And they executed quite well. Yeah. It wasn't like a concept that they just realized, oh, fuck, this isn't going to work. Maybe some stuff didn't work later in the seasons, but and it limits the writers. The writers really have to think minute to minute, literally. Mm-hmm about making a story. And in that way, you've never seen anything like they it. They have to make every minute count. Yeah, every minute matters. And stuff for realism, you have to think like, okay, it's only been three hours. And then you got to think by the end of the season, Jack has to be fucking pretty tired, right? Yeah. He hasn't fucking slept unless in a, he may got an hour or two nap when he got knocked out <laughs> yeah. before they had him strapped up to start torturing him, right? By the way, Jack gets tortured a lot too in the show. It's not just him torturing people. No, it comes people. back around. Yeah. He gets tortured a shitload. Yeah. <laughs> probably more than he tortures. But anyway, uh, it's an action show. Evan doesn't like. I don't think that I think that's safe to well, say there's like, not a I, lot of like well, home, like Justin's would you ever watch mention- the show Home uh what is it Homeland? No Homeland on uh, Showtime. Well received by the way, Metacritic 80s 90s, right? Homeland. Well, if you look at the list, a lot of stuff that doesn't have a fantasy or I don't know, a lot of stuff some that's some sort more, of out. 
where you can say this is Walking Dead universe. Whether, or this even like you'd say, well, what about you universe. say like what about Mad Men or Vi-? I'm like, well, Vikings in the anything that's in the past or in the future or just there's a level of like taking if it's about a today problem, crime, terrorism. You know anything that's a, t- a real life today? Problem. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is the highest I think Evans well, got. The Wire. The Wire. The Wire. Yeah. And look, and those are the both of those shows. I temper them down, down, do? down because it's just when I compare them to other more fantastical or funny or other time periodly things, inevitably they're going to win out because my mind gets to go somewhere else. And with with a show like Twenty Four, with a show like Breaking Bad, with a show like The Wire, it's like, hey, hey, I know you're trying to get away with from everything, but here are some really painful real life problems. And it's as much as I like knowing about those things and deep diving them and and watching does, a show where, where like does Evan about have, it. Uh, boardwalk. Where does Evan have a Boardwalk? It's in the past. True, it's but a past show. I think you have a pretty low anyway. Yeah, well, there was other things wrong with the show. So I think for you, I think the show would end up overall if i possibly watched it it would probably sixes. be in the low sevens high sixes but i think the first few seasons would be solid mid five seven point five ish probably you. um i think justin would get it this is my thought of what y'all i think justin would would get addicted to it and would would binge it probably uh, my, my prediction for you and voyager is that that you'll you'll it'll be you'll probably like it more than deep space nine you'll like it like me you'll love voyager that's my prediction you'll get you'll start watching it really get into it and you'll you'll fucking tear but it. now it's my turn ah. justin's just gonna talk about the band cake for a little while man i'm gonna talk about chuck it's a catchy good, little song. good band you win the, the theme song competition. Yeah. No, I think 24 wins. Well, I think Voyager wins. Fuck you, Taylor. Now, that, I mean, the, the theme in the show doesn't have the actual lyrics in it. It just has the music and then... So, based on the, the theme, you can, tell, you can tell it's a pretty fun show. It's a more upbeat, positive kind of show. Yeah. It's not like Ozark. No. Which is <laughs> no. like darkest. Is like- Chuck was on NBC. Uh, let's see when it was on. Uh, Oh, nothing beat one. nothing beats the Airwolf theme song though. That's true. I can't argue with that. That's a hundred percent. In fact, we need to be playing that at some point again on this show, so our listeners can okay. understand Airwolf. So anyway. Chuck ran from September of 2007 to January of 2012. It was five seasons, and I want to know what you think Chuck was about. Oh, I know what it's about. It's a guy that gets like super agent powers or something, right? Like he gets like special powers. It's about right. a guy named Chuck. <laughs> That's about it's all like, I got. He works right at now. like a computer store or some other like so okay. perceived mundane job. It's a comedy about. He gets a guy like named special. Chuck. He gets like <laughs> uploaded with a bunch of spy info and gets to work alongside spies. And he's like like the hapless guy. Was this that gets, USA? Like, the NBC. hapless guy. The hapless oh. guy that gets like. Could it have been a blue sky ability oh, yes. USA show? I mean, it was it was in it was Bur- on during like the it was in Burbank, California. So yeah. So I whenever totally I think it. of Chuck, I think USA. Yeah, I mean it's NBC not. Universal USA. It was yeah. a show that came out on NBC after the NBC Universal. Did USA run reruns of Chuck? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. 
I don't know. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it in syndication, but at the time, I wasn't really looking for it. How close was I? Oh yeah, you're pretty close. There you go. So uh, this guy Chuck works in a store called Buy More, which is really Best Buy, but he works in the Nerd Herd, which is really the Geek Squad, but they call it the Nerd Herd and the Buy More. Gotcha. Uh, Buy More's colors are green and gold, and so the uh, Subway sponsored Chuck. And so they have a lot of like subway kind of product placement in the show, but they're real obvious about it, <laughs> which makes it really funny. Um, so if we were a high dollar podcast, this is where we drop in just a little bit from that Wayne's world where they're like, it's real sad. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I really $5. enjoyed that uh, rotisserie $5 chicken. Oh, that was a delicious sandwich. We, we're going to have product placement in our show now. Hey, only well, delicious, six six ninety five. Delicious chips churches, and churches chicken. And back in season one, which doesn't really exist online anymore, we did have a pretty long conversation about Subway and their turkey. Didn't? <laughs> yeah, which they never brought back. Right. Total fucking sidebar. Do you find it unnerving that every single meal deal you see on TV now includes a fucking cookie? <laughs> Why does every where, when did all of a sudden all the like fast food places decided like okay the normal like four pieces Cookie. of shit that we we normal burger fry milkshake for some reason uh yeah let's add a cookie to that shit let's just <laughs> make that normal fare like yeah I'd like the spe- the normal deal there's like two cookies in there. so would like, you like so a you're... couple cookies with that would you like chocolate chip sugar yes or I'd like oatmeal? to I'd like to die oh oatmeal <laughs> yeah okay would you like shitty oatmeal raisin they pa- got that would you like I shit paper Shit paper, raisin shit, shit, or chocolate chip. I actually really like oatmeal cookies. I love oatmeal raisin cookies, but I'm just saying most people aren't like, you know, chocolate chip. driving through McDonald's and they get a choice of cookie. You know what cookie they're going to pick. <laughs> Sir, would you like some extra anyway. trans fat with that? So, Would you like some heart disease with some, that like some, burger? Like this guy, Chuck, <laughs> the, the, scene, the show doesn't even start with Chuck. It starts with this guy who's like running from, he like, he's in this room and he... He takes something out. He like downloads something onto a, a, a disc or a, a device. Mm-hmm. Well, Microfiche. As he's as he's running away and being pursued, he gets shot. And before he gets shot, he sends an email to Chuck. Chuck is having his birthday party, but he's real awkward and antisocial. He doesn't want to talk to anyone because at his party, it's all the people that his sister invited, and he doesn't really know anyone. And he's like, well, I'm just gonna go in my room. Well, yeah. God, that sounds depressing. Yeah, well, not, not upbeat. He, no, he's just an awkward, nerdy guy. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have friends, you know. But you learn. Then, he, then it shows a black and white image he, of him in his room boozing, or no, what? No, okay. he has one friend. He, has, <laughs> he pulls out a gun, just crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's with his, he's with his lifelong best friend Morgan, uh, and and just their interactions alone, I think you guys would really love because they're all basically real nerdy. Real like uh, 80s, 90s references. Just they, you know, you get it. You'd understand the friendship they have because we have that friendship. Stop it. Sorry. <laughs> we all have that friendship. Like we, we just understand all that stuff from when we were kids. Um, and so at the end of the night, he's like, oh, I got an email. And so he opens the email and all these images flood into his eyes. Basically, he's from an email. Yeah. It's an encrypted email that has all these encrypted images in it, and he sees the images pop up and just flash on his screen, and then he falls down. What's his What's his relation to this dude? What dude? Oh, you'll find out. Uh, I mean, he, so he was he knew him in college. Uh, 
Can we go back a second mm-hmm. to the fact that he looked at an email and it injected information into his brain? Yep. Spy tech. But that's so it, right off the bat, it's you got to suspend disbelief. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. The show's very unrealistic. Right. Very ridiculous. Yeah, it's over the top. It's way over the top on purpose. It knows. Yeah. It knows. It is. It right? does. Okay. It doesn't try to ki- take that concept too seriously. No, the the that premise it doesn't take itself too seriously. Although they kind of dig into it more as the show goes on, you know about that you can just throw something on a screen and it just magically injects itself into a brain. Well, there's a lot of technology behind it. <laughs> there's no technology that can. Are there side effects? Does are they like? Yeah. Does he later bleed? on? Are does they his like nose Chuck? bleed? Does that, his nose bleed? You have you have brain. Cancer. That's important. Does his nose bleed? Chuck, you have. Brain Did they cancer. use that trope or not? Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> later in the show. <laughs> later in the show, yes. The, like he's, his brain uh, is hurt by all the information. It's it's not, you know I love. There's it. a lot to it. It goes deep, but it's there, killing him. There there are a well, lot of either cough up blood. <laughs> Or bleed, have a nosebleed like if you got Jack a super, super like Jack on <laughs> <Yeah>. Supernatural. <coughs> oh no, my uh, cells my are grace, eating. my grace. Oh, anyway, okay, sorry. So he gets all this <laughs> stuff put into his brain. An uh, a CIA agent who is played by Yvonne Strahovski. She's very hot. She's very pretty, blonde lady. She okay. comes into the store because she wants to know what he if he has it if it's on his computer. She doesn't know that he actually saw the images and now they're in his brain. She thinks it's on his hard drive, like on his computer, and she needs to get that from him. You know, she's she's under the impression that maybe he's like some kind of secret spy and you know, the his friend sent him this stuff to keep it safe for him. You know what I mean? And so she doesn't But he's just a guy that works at Best Buy, basically. Yeah. And so Is he smart? Mm-hmm. Before that, like, he, was he, he why? He, why was he working in Best Buy? Explain okay. that. He went bit. to Berkeley. Okay, and the guy who actually sent him the email it was his best friend in college and his roommate. But what all we know in the at the beginning is that he his roommate framed him for cheating on a test, or yeah, like got him kicked out of school for cheating on a test. Okay, that's what we know. At the beginning, of so the he's super sharp, but he got caught and stole his girlfriend. He got caught cheating. Well, allegedly cheating, and the guy that accused him stole his girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. So he got him kicked out of school and, and, stole, yeah. and stole his girlfriend. Wow. So he's living at home with his sister, working at Best hmm. Buy. Or that, is a, that is interesting. Yeah. So he's a really smart guy. How long are the episodes? Are they 30 minutes, or are they 22 minutes, or are 40, they 45? 45, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's a it's yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's... but. um it's really upbeat and funny, but there's also really like good heartfelt episodes and real heartfelt moments. Is there violence? Mm-hmm. A lot of spy fighting. Yeah. Not a whole blue, lot. Blue sky yeah. type violence. Okay. Not a whole, you don't see a whole lot of blood. Blue sky. When someone gets shot, you don't see a whole lot of blood. Uh, I'm just, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. It's, it's not like Star Trek level no blood, but it's like, you know. Blue Sky TV. It's okay. not like a Diz on Starship Troopers when she's coughing blood up. Oh, I got to have you, Johnny. Johnny. I got to have you. <laughs> Kiss me. Kiss me, Johnny. You know, I don't even know. I don't remember actually who even told me to watch it. No, it was Ray. Ray was like, you will love Chuck. Watch Chuck. So I watched Chuck, and I'm, he's, he's right. I love the show. Uh, I gave it a 7.9 on my list. It's my number 33 show. Not yeah. bad. Goddamn bugs whacked us, Johnny. <laughs> um, it actually used to be 
Well, I don't know. It might have been higher. It might have been in the no. It was in the lower seven, but it's it's moved up because I've watched it two more times since I originally watched it. Um, I don't know. It just means a lot to me. It's, I can relate a lot to Chuck. Um, just his his having had his having had spy information downloaded into you. Oh mind. yeah, yeah. No, just his his passion for technology. Uh, his career choices not not necessarily spy related, but working for you know it stuff uh i get his social awkwardness and anxiety that he has about people just a lot of it i, I get it and the uh, actor from chuck is going to be shazam shazam yeah. in the dc movie universe is that a good thing i don't know <laughs> look at the trailer you tell me it's going to be it's their light-hearted part of the, of the i'm DCU. sure it's going to be good no i don't but oh, I, yeah, because the I DC's like, track record is, is stellar. No, man. I like Zachary Levi, but um, Adam Baldwin from Firefly is also in it. He yeah. plays the NSA agent. So basically, this NSA agent and CIA agent at the beginning of the show are fighting over who yeah. controls Chuck because this computer that got downloaded into Chuck's brain is actually a combined like source of information for all of the government agencies, FBI, CIA, NSA. And so they're all trying to control who has the source. So what happens is they form a joint NSA CIA team uh, as handlers for Chuck, who is the asset because they don't really know how to get the information out of his brain, but they find out that he can use that information. Like he'll see something or hear something that will make cause him to flash uh, on a piece of information. It'll trigger it. Yeah. And he'll, and then he'll know that and then they can follow and, and solve missions that way. That's what the show is. And the douchebag friend's dead? No. Oh, well, yeah, in the beginning of the show. But yeah. where as, are you going? as with most TV, What's people going come on? back to life. War! We're going to war! <laughs> Sorry, uh, I had to say it. Uh, the uh, So what kind of reception did it get? That's I mean, a good question. Uh, it's a show that I've heard of peripherally, but not... Chuck really. on IMDb is an 8.2 overall. It's pretty good. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. And a 9 out of 10 on TV.com. Let's see Rotten Tomatoes. You're it until you die or I find someone better. <laughs> Season 1. Sir, yes, sir! Okay. Uh, <laughs> Rico's put, put your hand on that wall. Okay. The show has critical consensus <laughs> on all seasons. So... <laughs> Sorry. I'm losing it here. The show has critical Good consensus. Good night. Critical- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> You asked the question, Taylor. <laughs> you asked oh, I did. I did. What, what Sorry. You, you, go ahead. Well, the show has critical consensus on all seasons. It, season one is 85%. Season two is 100. Season three is 88. Season four is 75. And the, season five is 100. Only the first season had a consensus? Or? All of them. Oh, they all did. They all do. So it's it's well received. 85, 100, 88, 75, and 100. Season five is 100. How many seasons? Five. 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 So that's a decent... Arc? Did it get canceled or did they actually no, end it? It ended and it ended well. It it had a little bit of a uh, ambiguous ending, which uh, some people don't like. Kind, I like it. Kind of like How I Met Your Mother. Kind of like Sopranos. No, kind of like Sopranos. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, not even Sopranos. Well, yeah, kind of like Sopranos. It's it's you know you're not really sure how, but you really make your own choice and and interpret it the way you want. And there are signs that show really how it the is. real 
so there's an, you know, with the Tony Soprano ending, I think precursor, this is spoiler territory for Sopranos. We've talked about Sopranos already. But uh, the you ending fuck. of the show, you fucking I think there's a good shit. argument that there's an objective case to be made what happened to yeah. Tony. The people that are like... He was shot in the fucking head and died like a loser criminal. There was a, there was but the people are like, no, it went the black man, didn't show it. Didn't show it. That was... He had protection. He it, was just protection a, it was just a gun this far from his head and then a gunshot and then black. <laughs> so who knows? The bullet could have gone... Phew. There's a lot of... There was, there was no bullet. Maybe it was one of them cartoon guns like from Roger Rabbit. Maybe it was like a little cowboy bullet that went... Screech, screech, no, screech, the, screech, the, screech. The, I gotta get out of here. Turn nation and zipped off on the other direction. And Tony went, hey, mook. What are you doing with that cartoon gun? <laughs> you get back to Toontown with that that sneeze. I don't know. That's good. There was a lot of foreshadowing. I would write the best next season of The Sopranos. Just like there was a lot of foreshadowing in The Sopranos to show what really happened in the end, there was some of that in Chuck as well. Maybe not as well done. Obviously, it's an NBC show. But what they did in the show was really, I mean, it, I love the show. It's 7.9. It might even go up. I think it. In, why does it? Why isn't it further? You've talked about it a while. Yeah, in my book, I think it probably deserves to be an eight because I do. I do love it. What did it do wrong? So you like Marvel's Daredevil better than Chuck? Um. What did By the do? way, I need to ask Evan that. What? No. Later I don't. on. I don't. What? What did it do? What did Chuck do wrong? What did Chuck do wrong? Hmm. It's hard to. It's hard to answer. I can answer it, Voyager. It's the answer with a lot of shows where they they when when a show it's usually a network problem when the when the network's like we need this many episodes and this many seasons and they go okie dokie and then they attack it from that perspective as opposed to we have a bit great story to tell that can easily fill twenty an art full art you know what I mean and and near the end they they like I said they're dealing with Borgs listen as a Star Trek nerd I liked every ounce of Voyager. But I can see from a critical perspective, they they start leaning on the Borg stuff a lot later seasons, and they do it 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 where at first the first like bunch of seasons are very focused, and they, you know, it meanders a little. That's fair. It meanders a little. It's hard so, for me to talk about what's wrong with this. I mean, I because I watch things with a very like okay, surface so, level what, viewing. Did and I because I love the show so much, it's hard for me to pick something. So what's your favorite it. thing? We never did that either. What's your favorite thing about Chuck? Mm. And who's your favorite character? Is it Chuck? Chuck's my favorite okay. character. I mean, Morgan's a close second. Morgan is his best friend. Now, this is time. not Chucky from Child's Play here. <laughs> okay. It's not, it's not Chuck from uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy. A lot of people get the guy who plays Chuck and the guy who plays Jim Halpert confused because they had very similar hair. Mm, early the on same, in the show same period time period. yeah they were on was, nbc at the same time yeah well and even in, in the office there was that episode today when they were down in florida where jim jim was supposed to act like chuck and be at the at the saber store remember that uh, he was supposed to be he was supposed to be chuck in quotes i didn't I, we don't i i think it's because i don't know that yeah you probably didn't get it because right. you haven't seen chuck but it was pretty funny the uh so who's your dog at Man, I was trying to think about that earlier. Um, there's a there's a there's a guy named Decker, and he doesn't show up for very long in the show, but he's just he's a dick. Like he's a <laughs> he's a guy that's kind of uh, I like a good jerk. He, he's kind of overseeing the uh, 
kind of running the CIA and NSA and all these agencies from like underground, like kind of controlling things from behind the scenes when no one knows it. And he's just a real jerk. <laughs> I didn't like Decker. him. Such a Decker. <laughs> such a bad guy in charge. Isn't name. Well, Decker's well, well, a Decker? Decker's a Blade Runner name, isn't it? Deckard. 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 Had a D. Yeah, this you're right. Decker. Decker. You've God, seen, you God, seen. God, I love Blade Runner. Did you watch the? Oh yeah, I love the new one. I, I like the whole. Taylor I like watched the first. Sick. I think. So yeah, Blade I Runner. went to the theater for that. So good. Even all the little part they but it, it was good. you know it wasn't successful right I know it barely broke even no which means no it out there sci-fi fucking works anymore. what a, what my my phrase now what a damn shame what a shame <laughs> this day and Blade age Runner. it's a goddamn shame I love Blade Runner what I can say about Chuck is that it's easy to watch and it does have some supernatural elements to it um, just things you I mean a, a normal person couldn't do. It's got a lot of like fantasy science to it. It's goddamn. So it's stupid. Goddamn. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, I really enjoyed the show, and I'm, it was it was off streaming for a long time. Where, where is could, it? I couldn't watch it. Sure, but it's on Hulu. Hulu, Pro- is, probably Hulu. I think it's on Amazon actually. Really? Uh huh. Well, everything's on. I mean, I always count Amazon apart because everything's on, generally everything's on Amazon. No, no but you're Prime, willing to buy it. I think Justin's saying Prime. It's on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, like, you can watch it for free on Amazon right now. Uh, two more providers. Yeah. So that's the only streaming service it's on. It was on Netflix for a while, for a long time actually. So why should I prioritize it? Tell me that. If you want something fun to watch, something that's easy to watch, even over Brooklyn Nine Nine. No. Well, I don't know about Brooklyn. I can't. I can't because that's to the that. next. That's kind of the next funny. I just finished Curb, by the way, last night. Which once again, I recommend. selfishly, I recommend Curb. Selfishly, selfishly, I would say Chuck, but selfishly, I would say Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, well, maybe we can. I'm curious to see think about that what, later. What Brooklyn Nine Nine is rated on Evan's list? An eight point something. Put your hand is, on that, is, that wall, you're, soldier. You're about to go past it. Oh. Yeah, eight point four seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Chuck at an eight point four eight. All right, you can watch Chuck. <laughs> sucked his brains out. <laughs> he sucked his brains out. No, but I am gonna move Chuck. Uh, actually, we're all gonna die because uh, <laughs> I like it more than Sherlock. So it's well, going to be. We will not go quietly into the night. Eight. Point one seven for Chuck. Chuck's moving from seven point nine to an eight point one seven. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah. And the um, I just noticed on Justin's list the Americans, which is one of the most critically acclaimed shows I've never watched. Really, you got it at a seven point nine five. Yep. Is, is have you seen all of it? No, I haven't watched the most recent season. Okay, but, but you've seen a lot of it. I've, yeah, I've seen a lot of so it. So you like it a lot. I've I really enjoyed it. It's it's hard to watch sometimes. It's dark? It's dark. Okay. I mean, you've you got two people that are just pretending to be American, and they have a family, and they have real-life problems, and it's just like... Sounds like Ozark. It's rough. But then, to, in reality, they're Russian sleeper they're agents. They're Russian su- spies, yeah. It's 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 tough. It's a tough show to watch. It's yeah. So, And that's probably why I haven't actually gone back and caught up, is because... I caught up, and then I was, and then the new season came out, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> more of this. <laughs> it, it, isn't an ending? 
How long has it been going? It's been on for a long time. It seems like it's been going like eight, yeah. ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's been on for it's a girl while. from Felicity, right? Yeah. From yeah. She was on she was she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Carrie Russell was on the Mickey Mouse Club. Like she the Americans is probably the best thing she's done, I think. Well, that's it's weird to think because you think about that Mickey Mouse Club group with her and Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera, Spirit, all these kids around there. Jennifer like, Love Hewitt. Like, they, knowing them all as preteen, just teens, it's mm-hmm. like they all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> all them, all them, pre, oh, all them boy. pre-famous people, they be fucking. <laughs> wow. And that that guy that made that older man that made all the no- mouth noises. What was his? Remember him from Mickey Mouse Club? <laughs> Remember the no. white-haired guy that know. made all the fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was the only was like adult Fred on the show. Yeah. yeah. That was like a little weird. No, but I, I love Chuck, so it definitely deserves to be an innate for me. Is it better than the new Mickey Mouse Club? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. New, new meaning from the early 90s. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that should be our med. That should be our our barometer. Right. Is it as good Is as it? the new Mickey Mouse Club from That's the 90s? That's the pass-fail line. Yeah. Mickey Mouse Club. That and... Don't you think hey, that it's fair to say that... I did watch Kids Incorporated and Mickey Mouse Club Kids in the 90s. Incorporated! Hey, the Amer- D- hey. the oh. Americans? Mm-hmm. I was talking, I know y'all don't want to talk about Homeland. Because <laughs> <laughs> Homeland on Showtime has a 100% RT for season one. Just very dire. Homeland is an addictive, politically resonant... Re- Politically resonant spy thriller and compelling character study that benefits from superb performances. National security, sir. National 100%. security. Is it national security? Yes, we need to worry worry about the national God security. Damn bugs we need, we need, God damn oh. bugs whacked us. So one of the one of the villains. <laughs> Put in the, your hand in on Chuck, that wall, Evan. One of the villains in Chuck is the guy uh, that played Superman in Superman Returns, like that guy. I can't remember his name. He plays a guy named Daniel Shaw. Right. Superman Returns. Superman Returns, not Man of Steel. Gar- the garbage one we all forgot about, even worse than Man Kevin of Steel. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. No, yeah. not Lex Luthor, the guy who plays Superman. But it was that. Oh, one. Bren- what's his name? Ralph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brendan. Brendan Ralph. Yeah. He's he plays the a big part in the, the show. Forgotten Superman. Uh, Scott Bakula actually plays Chuck's dad. Linda Hamilton plays Chuck's mom. So I mean. Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Man, that don't that that's a selling point for me. I just want to see her. Isn't that Wonder Woman? Linda Hamilton? Sarah Connor? Sarah oh, Con- Sarah Connor. Like 80s who 90s. Am I think- who am I thinking? Of? I don't know who you're thinking of. I <laughs> Wonder Woman in the 70s. Uh, Linda Adam Carter. Uh, Linda Carter. Sorry. Adam Baldwin. Yeah, you got um You know who Vic Sahay is? Who? Vic Sahay. He's an Indian actor. He's funny. Uh, Hello there, Mark Christopher. He's a black guy. He's a, plays I a big part. Of, Olivia Munn. I like Olivia Lauren Munn. Cohen is in it. I like Olivia Munn a lot. Lauren Maggie from The Walking Dead. She's in a lot of stuff. She's in it. Uh, who's the guy that plays Volk? Olivia Munn's a cutie patootie. Hey, let's all be quiet. Is there a- I want it. No, 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 no. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. I was waiting for a silence. I wanted to talk about something about Rotten Tomatoes because I had it up when I was looking up Homeland. I just found it interesting <laughs> that the movie Bumblebee, a Transformers 90, yeah, like movie, 97%. has a 93% critical consensus score on RT. Don't care. 
Is Michael Bay involved? I don't know. I I, I don't know. It, let me look. I've it's, heard them describe it as the Transformers movie we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Directed by Travis Knight, written by Christina Hodson. What a giant surprise. Michael Bay has nothing to do with it. Except that I haven't been waiting for a Transformers movie. Sorry. Well, I haven't been waiting I for one. I love the Transformers. I just don't like the movies they've made. If this is a good movie, I'll watch the shit out of it because the Transformers No, but I stopped waiting awesome. for a Transformers movie. After is Bumblebee rated R? Is this like the Logan of... Transformers? No, it's just a whole oh. heartfelt <laughs> Transformers movie. The, and guess what? Bumblebee's an actual Volkswagen Beetle, and it's not just one long Chevy commercial. The other, th- the a couple other things I wanted to bring up real quick. This co- harks back to season one, but we got uh, it's a prequel, is what it is. We have a little bit of an issue here. The Grinch fifty seven percent RT. What's that going? What, why is that? A, why was that made? Hey, we you know had, what we need. We have had another Grinch movie animated. Grinch. Average mixed-review Grinches. I have a theory of why that movie was made. The cartoon Grinch. Money? The cartoon. <laughs> the original cartoon Grinch was, I mean, the cartoon, he's he's kind of a bad, I mean, he's a pretty bad guy in the movie. Oh, they That's, had to make him marketable and nice. The Jim Carrey Grinch was more for, like, adults to laugh at. This Grinch movie, he's not even that mean. Why the he's fuck? very tender and gentle. But, it's for little, little kids. That's who this movie's for. Well, it's a you pile know, of shit. If well, I was sure, going to yeah. show a little kid the a Grinch movie, I'd show him the and, Grinch movie. And this says it all. 57% RT, 57% audience score. Yeah. The audience and RT scores rarely are the I, same. Any, anytime there's a remake of something, I mean, that's just... The original, actually, when Justin, the Grinch stole Christmas. You make just, a good it's point. A classic. In the critical consensus, it mentions brightly animated update that's solidly suitable for younger viewers. That's what I'm saying. How is the without adding substantially? Viewers, because he's, he's too mean. I love it, but that's the whole point. Yeah. You're mean. He's supposed one. to be a mean Mr. one. Mr. Grinch. It's immoral. It's he's a, a it's jerk. So they, no. So what they're saying is they made a big, loud, flashy, hollow movie. That will hypnotize kids for two hours so parents can go do stuff. Pretty much. They took the heart. Sounds like something Jonathan moral... Sony or CBS. Yeah, executive. all right. So, uh, right, uh, Jonathan <laughs> Sony here. Uh, yeah, CEO of Sony. I, when need... I got the job, I changed my last name legally to Sony. Mr. Sony, uh, we have to get our earnings uh, up. Yeah, I, you know, I was uh, sitting around my big empty house, uh, the size that's <laughs> the size of a small airport, and I was uh, flipping through the channels. And I saw that uh, this crappy old cartoon. Yeah, who's this Boris Borloff, more like it, does this shitty Dr. Seuss shit. And I'm like, it's not, it's not, it's not snippy enough. It's not snippy enough. We need to get the little kids. We need to get some snippy. So I got some of my dumb, uh, so I called up my animators in Japan and I went, hey guys, uh, yeah, this movie out of Grinch Stole Christmas. I want you to take all the morals and all the heart out of it and just make it a sappy, brightly colored, hollow shell of the original product. Yeah, I, I no, researching Dr. Seuss. Nah, fuck that guy. Just, just make it, make it like one of those haha movies with, that have the same jokes. In those animated movies, all the little kids and they love them, and the parents buy them, and they're long. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah, the narrator in the movie is Pharrell. Pharrell Williams is the narrator. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's definitely an improvement <laughs> to the original. Yeah, thirty-eight percent. I bet all the I bet I wonder beasts once again are they beating Harry Potter stuff? You're a big Harry Potter fan. Are you into... a big Fantastic Beast fan? No, 
So Stephanie I haven't is, even had the urge to watch any of them. She's watched the first one, said it was okay, and I don't think she went to see the second one. Yeah, I mean, if it's just okay, then it's not worth making. I watched the first one on Amazon Prime and just was sitting there going, what are they doing yeah. this? And like, the, for me, I mean, I've read the books multiple times. I've seen the movies multiple times, like the original movies. And I'm like, the stories, that's it. It's good. It's good where it is. Be done. That's it. But Moving into what... Evan alluded to Jonathan Sony. Sony has come out with a Spider-Man movie that has a 97% Rotten Tomatoes score, a 90-something percent audience score, and some critics are saying not only is it the, the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Correct me if I'm wrong. Some people are saying it's the best superhero movie ever were you made. not when we were discussing comic books at one point correct me if i'm wrong when i brought up the concept of the multiple spider-man the miles morales and the gwen stacy spider-man you kind of were like miles morales like because i mentioned like when they were i think bef- maybe before they were releasing spider-man homecoming when they were developing it or something i mentioned maybe that they should just use miles morales instead of peter parker and you were like Ugh, i don't think so who and you know who the star of Into the Spider-Verse of course is? I do. is Miles Morales. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I've watched uh, one of the seasons of the uh, Marvel's animated Spider-Man. Miles Morales is in it. It's a great character. Like he, he, they're, they're calling he him- gets his spot. Get this in this cartoon. Miles Morales is and Peter Parker are both around the same age, going to the same school, and Miles gets the spider powers probably like episode fourteen or fifteen. Um, and then him and Peter sometimes fight together as Spider-Man. Because well, in the nor- in the main continuity in the comic books, uh, they ha- you know Marvel had its Ultimates line. It had it had just they they younged up and had a separate universe for like some fresh takes on characters. Characters, right? Yeah. And uh, Peter in that universe died, and this younger, newer, you know, half Latino, half black kid becomes spider-man character got so fucking popular when they mooshed the two universes together got they canceled the ultimates line but they wanted to cherry pick you know they wanted a few people to survive so miles was absolutely the the reason they invented a storyline to keep him and inject him into the now he's one of the most popular characters in Marvel Comics right now. I think the reason... Him, the alternate dimension Gwen Stacy, who's Spider-Man... Spider-Gwen. Spider-Gwen, with the white and the blue blue shoes and stuff. It's just... I think the reason so why... Popular. The reason I said that back then was because my argument, if I remember correctly, was he, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, hasn't been done right yet. Yeah. And now it has. That Tom Holland portrayal, I think it beats the other two into the dirt. I think Tom Holland is the perfect Spider-Man. I think they've done such a good job. I Just his attitude. He's he's quippy. I don't know. Because you know what was missing? I don't know, man. The the quippiness wasn't quite quippy, especially with with like uh, with Toby. In my, I, no, with the, Toby and Andrew, they didn't quite hit the like. They didn't smarmy. I think kind of like quick. Tom Holland does the, the best Spider Man so far that I have seen is in uh, Civil War. Yeah. That Spider-Man, how he portrayed it in that movie, oh, I see. Uh, Homecoming was I think, real, his I think home. Movie. I think Homecoming is actually a weak movie. I think Homecoming was more of a coming-of-age story for Spider-Man. It wasn't like Spider-Man being I'm Spider-Man. So cur- it I'm was so curious what they're going to do with Parker. Far from oh, home. me too. I'm going to watch it. I'm just saying so that curious. when I really look back at Homecoming, and I was thrilled. You know, Marvel's doing Spider-Man way better, by the way, than than what Any, Sony yeah. had did with a lot of. Uh, but I don't think I'm not convinced. 
I'm sorry, but I have to go back to the Raimi series. I still think it's better. One and two. Well, I'm just I like what's going on right now. I mean, overall, I, as I a love. Movie, but it's like better. I said, I think this it's was, different. It was more of a coming of age of story for Peter Parker than a Spider-Man movie. Well, I mean, the original Spider-Man by Raimi, the one from like early 2000 that had William Dafoe yeah. as Green Goblin, that was coming of age in some ways, right. but not as much. Yeah. Uh, they really leaned into it's it. Hard and to I, I like them it due to the fact that, that this that Tom Holland's Spider Man is part of the big overarching. I think what they're doing right. is, is they're taking their time trying to build Tom Holland, P- Tom Holland's Peter Parker into Spider Man. They're just taking their time with it because they can. Like I think the next movie is really going to be like they the can Spider-Man lean on. Movie. They can lean on the rest. Like all of those movies, they all kind of tentpole lean on each other and lean on the whole of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. and they can. Tell a more very specific story. Yeah. If if that movie had, if they had been making a new Spider-Man just in a bubble, it would have you know they couldn't have made Homecoming the way it was, where it was a little bit more focused on Peter than Spider-Man. Right. If it hadn't, if you knew that it wasn't a part piece, of the piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But you know what I mean? what are they gonna? And that leads to what with Sony successfully releasing this animated Spider-Man. That's pretty much clear cut now between Venom being... Yeah, the box office critics didn't like it, but the box office itself loved it. Venom made a lot of money. There's some talk right now that Sony might yank Spider-Man at a certain point back from Marvel. But every DC movie makes a lot of money. Sony... Well, this isn't DC. You mean Marvel? Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Any comic book movie is going to make money. It does, but Sony was losing money when they were doing The Amazing Spider-Man with uh, Andrew Garfield because the budget for those movies... 150 million 200 million to make they needed to they didn't make it right. what they wanted i'm just wondering what this i think it means that like you said i think it's more likely that sony's not going to want to license out spider-man think, to marvel as much going i forward. think if this if this becomes a thing or maybe they'll just say we'll do our own little animated universe mm-hmm. and it'll play, play homage to spider-man within the marvel comic book universe because that, apparently that's what they're they really need to do more. They're doing stuff. very, very loot with this universe thing. They're I love having the, fun with the it. decades long live action spanning projects, you know, movie projects as much as the next guy. But even with all the success of Marvel, it's still, you know, uh, I would love more. Of, like I go on if you go on to Amazon Prime and you look up. I mean, there's a litany of animated superhero stuff. That's not like a TV show. There's like one-off movies yeah. and little miniseries and all, all manner of shit. Most of the best DC stuff, DC comic stuff, is is in animated form. Mm-hmm. And because I've said a million times that the original Justice League cartoon and the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, that's the best, some of the best DC stuff, full stop. So I think if, like if Sony... Sony just needs to... They're saying that this animation... It, is it's a sight done in to behold. See, yeah, I've it's never like, been able to get into the art style of the like older DC comic you've cartoons. The trailer for this though, right? Yeah. yeah. This animation style, I'm like, okay, that looks fun. As soon as I saw, it looks cool. Right? As soon as I saw Spider Ham, I was just like, all right, I'm in. It's John Mulaney's the voice of fucking Spider Ham. Like, they're the voice cast of the. Of the I think it's gonna be. It's gonna. I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, uh, we should watch it next week. But uh, well, I think I'm going this weekend. Ah. But if I like it, maybe I'll go with y'all again or something. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. I'm really the cast is looking just forward to it. Is, is crazy. Yeah, I don't have Lee time Schreiber. to watch it this weekend. I probably have to go next week. But Nicholas Cage, do, I want to watch it in the theater. Nicholas Cage <laughs> plays one of the Spider-Men. Spider-Man. I think Noir. you should because yeah. from what I've read, Lily Tomlin. 
Like even might go on Christmas Day. John Mulaney. You know what I mean? Christmas. Might be yeah. Christmas Day going out. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, it looks Catherine it looks Han. like a lot of fun. Um, it's just nice to see that Sony is doing something. Is right. doing something. They allowed their create, you know, have some fun with it. Right. Because the Spider-Man character should be a little bit of fun. Yeah. It shouldn't be like the Andrew Garfield, the serious. No. Your father and had Tom this Holland has done that secret thing in the train station behind this thing, and there's a old trailer well, I, container you know, with our secret stuff and uh, well with spider-man like I, I the bless. one thing i did love about the way marvel the marvel sony alliance handled tom holland spider-man is they didn't burden us and still haven't burdened us with an uncle ben death story yeah. no uncle back, ben! Not, in fact not one uncle ben not, w- only like one passing with great power Peter. With one great passing mention of Actually, how they the need to—they need it. to bring that back a little bit. What? That is the catchphrase in the comic. Right. With great power comes great responsibility. We all know they it, can, I know, but they can say they don't have to have Uncle Ben say it in a flashback. <laughs> but they, but they could incorporate. They have incorporated but it. That's what. It, that's what homecoming home. was about. I know. Is him learning? But they that never said great, it. Yeah, but they, they, they never said it, and that wow. bothers me a little bit. Just say it. Just fucking say it. It's not like I wanted Man- to hear it. It's not like Man of Steel having no kryptonite or or kill you know killing a bunch of people in, in the in I the I, city. I like it being a little bit campy and a little bit yeah. to the and I think that's what this new animated movie is going to do is lean into Spider Man right. more lean into it like Raimi did yeah he leaned into the character and said you know some of this geeky comic book phrasing and stuff he just used it and it worked and, you know and some of the cin- cinematography i remember from raimi that was more a lot of really comic booky like the way they yeah. really used camera shots and stuff i like think that. it was a good I, I don't think the third one was any good no <laughs> terrible but uh, awesome. i i enjoy My company have this crazy mask made before I became the goblin. I don't know, but I had it. Why are these little bombs shaped like pumpkins? Who knows? They were just in a closet in my office. It makes perfect sense. Spider-Man. I like it. I the, like the it. The first Spider-Man, I will, you know, you go back I and like watch it, it and you realize there are so many... <laughs> wide open like wh- it, and it's all Green Goblin related yeah. that movie is nearly perfect but every plot hole and every eyebrow raising moment I... has e- now and I'm not saying hit, um, um, Willem Dafoe's portrayal of Osborne it was also perfect it was, it was but great. when he puts that fucking suit on you, you there are way too many moments <laughs> and that's my all my brother is, is everything to do Sweet with the suit and where it came from and why it looks like that and why it was I'm like because there was no development period. He didn't become the Green Goblin and then develop all that machinery. No. It was just there. I'm like, wait, so you were developing pumpkin-shaped oh, grenades but, but for I the have, military? I have to, the green, and what the, the face? That meh, the green helmet face. Okay, but the Green Goblin they did in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 made it seem like what Defoe did was awesome because that was a skateboard. You probably don't even remember. I know. Fucking what's his he, His skin got all fucked up. Harry Osborn. Yeah, I remember. And he looked kind of like a goblin kind of and that it was really It's really why I maintain that, that as... They can't do it. Goblin's not a good villain. 
I just think of a villain's done. I mean, I don't know. No, Goblin could is a great villain yeah. in no, an animated Norman, Spider-Man, and they could do an amazing Goblin in this no, animated no. movie. If they they need it in the movies. If they ever bring in Norman Osborn for to do a Spider-Man movie, just have him be Norman, Norman Osborn. Because in the comics, Norman Osborn is a much better character when he years after when he leaves the Green Goblin stuff behind. In fact, I've said Norman Osborn would be a great fucking villain to have for the MCU overarching in phase four or five. Yeah. Like if that, cause he, if they're going to really have Spider-Man be a big part but, of phase four, like Norman Osborn play, like it, there was this period in Marvel <laughs> recently where Norman Osborn played like he would, that he created like this dark Avengers team with a bunch of villain. It was, it's just, he like subverted the government and like, it was like during the whole, superhero registration era of co- the co- it was great norman osborne's wonderful like I, I i i but the moment you would introduce norman osborne everybody would be saying where's the goblin yeah in the moment there's goblin no way to do it in show. real life because the costume is so inexplicable in the comic <laughs> maybe they is. they i think they need to do something in between a costume and cgi yeah with it it doesn't need to be all CGI, but it needs. They got to come up with something. I don't know. I don't know what they could do. I it, mean, it lends it's itself. Literally, it lends it's, it's literally a purple stocking cap and a goblet, realistic it goblet, lends rubber goblin to... mask that they've never updated. And the and the Green Goblin hasn't been a character in the last. I think actually you're wrong. Several decades. You're wrong, I think, you're wrong about he? that. You're wrong about that. I, in the I, ultimate, in the ultimate Spider-Man, the ultimate Spider-Man he is the, one of the first. But in the main it. continuity, Norman Osborn's just been Norman Osborn for a very long time. So uh, I don't know. I don't know how many kids might not associate him 100 percent with Green Goblin. I, I kind of want him to stay away from Green Goblin. But it, but I like the idea of the Osborns being introduced in Spider-Man. But I think they're I would going like in to a see different... what Disney Marvel could do with Green Goblin, though. You know what I mean? I'd I'd like him to just take another rando villain and re. I mean, if they could do what they did to Goblin, what they did with Vulture, yeah, fine, mm-hmm. great. Yeah, he was Michael Keaton slayed that shit. Yeah, like, I think they could do that. Those were those were some entertaining scenes with uh, Michael Keaton in the car. Yeah, yeah, you know that oh, one scene. That, what's up, Peter? What uh, he does a great. In the, he's a great villain. They, you know what? what I'll, okay, he needs to be in more stuff. Was, Michael Keaton's. I like Michael Keaton. There was, you know, the there was a I point, him, Peter. Aside from Batman, <laughs> that was entertaining, wasn't? Oh man, that I, like that's why I think Homecoming is is better than you're than you're giving it credit for because there was well, those scenes where he's like, where he goes to the door of, to pick up his date and he's just like, hey, and he's like, what the fuck? Homecoming nails that stuff. Homecoming loses to me. I actually thought the fighting between Spider-Man and Vulture was very underwhelming for a Spider-Man movie. It was very, Mr. very Stark, underwhelming. I don't feel so good and I don't want to go. I want to go. I think the things that Spider-Man can give us might lend itself better to animated because I Go- I, Goblin is an animated character. Superhero, you know? I, superheroes, period, lend themselves better to animation. Just you're you're not bound by the complicated problems of famous 
actors and having to lift them in harnesses and the b- ballooning budget. You can do whatever you want. That's why comic books are, be- are better than anything because you can literally do anything because drawing, you can draw anything. I mean, you, you, you boil it down. But no, I, I, I would love to see more official, not just like animated stuff they release on Amazon, but I would like to see both DC and Marvel take advantage of the fact people want that connectivity and the comic book feel where everything plays up. Like I would love to see an animate, some animated universes. Cause like I beaten this dead horse, like <laughs> justice league and justice league unlimited are just great. They're great little cartoons, easy to chomp up cool superhero action. Like, so fucking updated big budget movie version of that. I'll, 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 I'll rock with it. So he's like an actual demon. See, the thing is, is, like, see this, Justin? The thing, I'm showing uh, Justin and Evan a picture of uh, Goblin in the Ultimate Universe, That's, if I'm not that mistaken. That would be hot garbage. So, but no. In the animated movie that just came out, yes, you could put stuff like that in there. And they, were, I guarantee you there will be stylized villains like that. You can do it and other, get away with it. I think there's other it. villains they could honestly They don't need to do at. Goblin. My, my point being, my point is, is Goblin's perfectly good villain. For animated, we've talked about this in the past, though that that Spider Man doesn't have a deep well of like like good villains. Yeah. They have a lot of like sub villains. Well, honestly, even his A list villains are corny. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't have a Batman's like rogues gallery. He's got. They can make it uncorny. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of st- uh, the superheroes. Yeah, were like they could get a role, an A list actor like uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Michael Keaton, Jamie Jamie Fox. Oh god! And they could like make him blue, uh, <laughs> and call him Electro, but and have him be electric, but have absolutely no, no visual other. cues. Uh, of the original character whatsoever. Man, but they uh, spent a lot on those CGI electricity yep. bolts, didn't yep. they? Damn. I I, I think... <laughs> Damn, and, they and, and then it gets even harder because when I start listing off the bad guys that are cool, like Venom and the symbiote stuff, can't use that because that's being used by Sony. Kingpin, can't quite use that. It's been used in the Daredevil. They'd have, they'd have to get... They're, they're doing exactly what I said, except they're doing it the wrong way. Remember, I said on the first season of the show... Use Mysterio, yeah, because that would be an interest. He fucks with Spider-Man's dreams and I, head. They're using Mysterio, but my understanding is they're using Mysterio f- as a teammate for Spider-Man. Is what well, I here's read. my here's what I, I don't like. That here's what they I need think they to should do. be fighting each other. I think they need to call up. Maybe they will at the start. Vincent D'Onofrio. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way, is who's being talked about as being Mysterio. Whatever contract shit they have to work out to use Kingpin, use Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin from the Daredevil TV show. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. I think that's what they need to do. Kingpin, as much as he's Daredevil's adversary, he was in a lot of Spider-Man comics. Too. Oh, yeah. I think it would be the ultimate missed opportunity to let Vincent D'Onofrio's portrayal of Wilson Fisk die with Daredevil. And also another point... He, it, he would fit like a fucking glove into the Spider-Man movie. Friendly right neighborhood, now. neighborhood being the key word, Kingpin's the perfect, perfect criminal, like, criminal of the neighborhood. You know, he like, could just... Oh, God, it would be so good. And he could really fuck with the Kingpin like he does in the men- comics. You don't have to mention Daredevil. You don't have to mention any of the Netflix. I'm just saying you float that character over, give a quick little synopsis of who he is. It's an easy sell. He's this legitimate businessman with shady-ass criminal dealings behind it. And let Vincent D'Onofrio in slay because he killed it with that. That is honestly, if you're listing the best villains in all of the Marvel shit, that's top three. In the beginning, and I actually, I actually best. think I agree with you. Um, the uh, 
the beginning of the Ultimate Spider-Man comics back in 2002 or something, whatever. Anyway, I've read the first couple Kingpin. That's the first thing Spider-Man's, a Spider-Man's doing his thing around the neighborhoods, right? And then the first thing he starts realizing is there's a mastermind sort of behind a lot of this stuff, and it's Kingpin. That's who he deals with first. I think I think it would be sick if they introduced him, even as like the tertiary villain or set, you know, like the underneath whatever big deal is going on. But anyway, so Voyager thumbs up. Goodbye. Thumbs up. Chuck thumbs up. This is how we're going to do this from now on with some Goodbye. of these shows that, that oh. we've only watched. But baby, it's cold. Oh, God. Mm. But this, is, this is a wholesome. Listen to this. Been hoping that you Look, they've had a great time. I'll hold your hand. Look, he's grabbing at her. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> She's, what, what, her dumb parents are worrying about her? Shut up. <laughs> Listen to the fireplace. Oh, a nice warm fire. Beautiful, please don't. Beautiful. Put oh. some yeah, get her drunk. <laughs> Baby, it's bad out there. Oh, yeah, tell her how shitty it is outside. No cabs to be had. Women can't handle the cold. No cabs. And William Shatner said that song's appropriate. <laughs> yeah, William Shatner is also an old, old man. So hopefully in the coming months we'll start uh, exploring more of our the shows where each of us have like just one, one or two, one or two, where it's not a complete unified, oh, unified front. Candy canes on the tree. See, I didn't want to do too much Christmas today because we did Christmas Old already timing. this year. Well, but it's not the time of year for it, Justin. No. Is it August? No. Things for you. In fact, turn that shit off. No. Turn it off. It's Play Voyager theme song. <laughs> when the no, I don't hear patriotic 24 music where he's torturing someone and doomed and you got trumpets you blaring. Here. You listen here, Ahmed. You got five minutes I mean, to tell me everything like you know, or your scene whole in Voyager, like or your whole family's gonna Tuvok, die. Tuvok takes like the alien into a into just an right. empty tin forward. How about Jack's revenge on the at the docks? There you go, Jack's revenge on the docks. That sounds so much like twenty four a dock. You know he's. Yeah, that doesn't Are you sound here? Like a, it's me, Jack Bauer. That, does, that the, doesn't sound like a, a revenge song. The well, it's all that subtle bullshit music they put underneath. You know. They're talking. Man, I want to hear some Mr. Those. President. 24 has some scenes where they, they use some, like, riffs for, from rock, you know? Mr. President. Like, in their clearing rooms and stuff. They'll use riffs. Come on. That's I'm trying to find shit, something right? here. <laughs> Listen to that shit. It's, like, in pursuit. Oh, I, I, I think I heard a bass guitar there. Yeah. They do that. This, this is called In Pursuit of Kyle. In Pursuit of Kyle. In Pursuit of Kyle. This is an important one. <laughs> How about Jack in the limo? Sounds like he's going away from the scene. He's tired. Maybe shot. Jack on the move? There you go. Jack on the move. Jack on the move. He's running. He's running. He's going... <laughs> 
on the cell phone. Ah, ah, my gunshot. Carol, are you there? Ah, Carol, it's me, Mr. President. It's me. I'm on the way. I've got exactly a lot of time references, a lot of looking at watches, and then that watch fl- flickering up into the corner and doing the watch thing. And Chloe, how much longer until you can hack that computer? It'll be another five five minutes. That, that, too long. that camera moves up there and the split screen, then quadruple screen, and then it moves out into one. Shows people sweating at a computer while Jack's running, and everybody's just like, "Oh my god!" Five the database is, in a, is inaccessible, Jack. I don't know what to do. Jack, are you Chloe, there? Chloe, you gotta give me Jack, more time. I'm not Jack. at the dock yet. I gotta get to the dock, Chloe. I'm gonna Jack, gotta get to I the. Jack, I can't do it. I can't type fast. Jack, Jack, you've got to torture that arrow before I can hack the computer. I'll do it. I'll do it for you, Chloe. Let me hook this Arab guy's balls up to a car battery. One second. Oh my God! I just oh got God. into the computer, Jack. I just got in. It worked. It worked. Oh, Chloe, you just saved a million people. Oh my I pulled God! This, I pulled this guy's teeth out with a plier. Wait, wait I'm getting a call. Mr. President, congratulations, Jack. Jack, Jack you just wait. saved America. Wait, Jack, you didn't torture that guy, did you? He was an <laughs> undercover agent, one of ours. Oh, no. Jack, you're under arrest for uh, torturing a U.S. You're going to Marshall. prison for a few weeks. Oh, hell yeah. Listen to that. No, no, debuted November of 2001. (laughs) November of two... I literally guessed at that, but the fact that 24 debuted a month after 9-11... I bet you that the network was high-fiving. Like, really quietly. they were like, oh, wow. Well, no, they, they probably weren't. But, no. like, <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Stoney was probably, like, 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 I wonder the what. The CBS uh, executive uh, would be very happy if it was oh, that's, him. That's right. I remember. Uh, uh, we were de- going to debut this show. <laughs> this goddamn, this, this gun-toting kick-ass show with this guy attacking terrorists. But it wasn't testing well. It was Fox exec. It wasn't testing well at all. So, uh, yeah, at the time, I was in charge of Fox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I went to the, I went to my government contacts and I went, listen, I really want to, you know, build some buzz for this terrorist torturing show. Uh, I want to change the. So we uh, we we uh, we did nine eleven. We did it. CBS executive did it. The CBS slash in this case Fox executive. Fox executive. Uh, or met with Dick Cheney, my good friend, my good friend. My good dear friend Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld and I went, boys. Watch. This uh, this Kiefer Sutherland uh, joint can't fail. Uh, I really need uh, to build some uh, you know some chutzpah behind this project. So uh, yeah, we we got together. We found this guy. We we went over there to uh, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan area. We That's one there. of the main themes right there. Yeah. Obama. I mean Osama. <laughs> Osama. Obama. Obama. Osama. Osama. That's what I always say. <laughs> I get together with all my 70-plus-year-old f- rich friends and go, hey, Obama, Osama, Obama. <laughs> it's the same name, right? It's the same guy. <laughs> it's all a big conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> I like this guy. Hmm. Makes America great. Uh, Jack Bauer, is, I need you to go the, in and torture that man. This is the soundtrack man. in Rush Limbaugh's head 24 hours a day. 
Alex Jones wakes up in the morning and it's just this. Oh, Mr. Limbaugh, this is a Barack Barack Obama. Uh, Who? Barack Hussein Obama. What? Yeah, the the collective Republican I, uh, response to that. What? I don't really like what? Your, I don't like your radio show. Ah, 24. I think uh, out of this uh, little experiment, you boys, I think uh, Taylor won. 24 is the superior show. There's no goddamn blue sky bullshit. When somebody gets shot, I want more blood to pour out of the hole in their chest that's ever been seen. Amen. Star Amen. Trek. Star Trek is a blight <laughs> on American pop culture. What world government? <laughs> My God. We need to be focused on what's here on Earth. You know what? America. We need to keep our feet planted right here on the ground. <laughs> American heroes like Jack Bauer. We need to pattern. We need to live in the filth and the confusing filth of our modern day problems. We could have our choice of space, the past, mythical realms, but no, let's sit and watch a man torture another man for an hour and and, and put right in front of you the problems of the day. It shows you. It's like watching how it the is. news. It's serious and real. It's it's like the news, but with more murder. Somehow. It's the news starring Kiefer Sutherland. We need to have That's him fun. on the Rush, we need to have him on the show. Uh, not Kiefer Sutherland, he's a goddamn actor. But if you could get Jack Bauer's ass sitting right in front of me, oh I swear to god I'd interview the shit out of him. I'd, I'd want him to inter- I'd want him to, him to quote unquote interview somebody here in front of me. Some some <laughs> Ahmed or whatever. Strapped to a chair with duct tape. <laughs> You're not talking about me, are you, Rush? Barack Obama. Barack Obama. 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 I love you too. Hey, I love you hey, too. Hey. I, I, if I start saying too much stuff as Obama, it doesn't work. But if I keep it to just hello, thank you. Let me like, tell you one more shit, thing. The shit he would say before or after he'd speak. Like he's not. He liked like a little bit of a, a, he liked a little bit of zip. He'd walk out there with just I two love fingers. you too. Hello. Hello, I love you too. I Somebody love back. you too. I love you, Obama. I, I love you. you I love you too. I love you too. I love you too. Hello, my wife Michelle. And I knew a factory worker. I had blood cancer. Let me tell you something. Owner's driving a Mercedes Benz. Let me, let me she can't even something. get a health insurance. You know, I went to the his... to the steel mill here in town. I met a man named Jim. They're shutting them off. They're just trying. He's just trying to make a living. Owner said you're fired. So get out. You're costing the company too that much money. Is not American. It's not right. It's not American. <laughs> not American. Should all have health care. Should all have health care. You know what? Shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> goddamn piece of shit. Anyway. You know, I'm on your show, sir. This what is a, an honor for uh, you. Should be. <laughs> nah, he'd ne- he'd never ha- if, if, Bar- if Barack Obama called up Rush Limbaugh and said, I want to be on your show, Rush Limbaugh would shit. He wouldn't know what to do. Anyway, if you, th- if you think this format worked for this kind of episode, hey man, let us know. You know it, we're, we're still... Uh, we love you, too. We love you, too. We love we're you figuring too. it out. We're figuring it out. We're figuring out how to podcast. <laughs> figuring out how to talk. Bucks jacked us, Johnny. <laughs> Goddamn Bucks got us. God whacked damn. us, Johnny. What's going on? War! We're going to war! We're going to war!
Good night. Release me. <laughs> Release me. Boy, this episode was all over the place, wasn't it? Well, just left, left, right, it's center. It's the best. It's, it's, good stuff. it's a holiday season and we're just not focused. We didn't we did not do our Optimus Prime episode. No. But uh you know, the future is always the future. We're sure good things happen this year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe we'll do instead of Optimus Prime, we'll do pessimist. Pessimist I think that's every episode. Where's the pessimist Prime? No, it has to be a play on Decept or like uh, Megatron, like Depressedatron. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's gonna well, be everything. Donald Trump's dark. still president. Everything's garbage. Everything's corrupt. Everything's corrupt. Everybody's lying. The government's in shambles. America's uh, place in the world is never going to be the same. We're never going to be a world leader again. Malaria's going back up. Anti-vaxxers are all over the place. Boy, Clim- howdy. Climate e- change is a thing. E- Measles Ebola. and mumps are coming back because people aren't vaccinating the goddamn kids. The ocean's like 50 degrees higher than it used to be. Ebola's back. Yeah, uh, climate change, it's uh, no going back now. It's uh, All the scientists are saying we're all doomed. There's uh, no point in having children, really, because uh, most of the coastline in the it's next gone. 30, 40, 50 years is all going to be underwater. So, uh, I love you, too. We're I gonna, love you, too. We're going to fix we're it gonna all. We're going to do fine. We're, we're gonna, just going to quiet. tax carbon. We're going like, to get uh, uh, like solar most, panels uh, on everyone's roof. Like most Democrats, and we're just going to quietly argue and not actually do anything. I don't know. the psychopaths running our government. I don't Thank know. I love you. I don't know if I'm far enough left anymore to win an election. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, uh, I'm kind of moderate. I'm by today's real, standard. real moderate. But if you listen to most uh, conservatives, they talk about me like I'm a uh, Stalinist. But in reality, <laughs> there is no more centrist to president. Oh, I, was, I thought I was doing the heritage plan on the health care. They told me I was but, doing uh, Bernie's. Hell, Mike plans like freaking... Attempt the cost. Get ready, because there's some real, real lefty psychos are going to start running for president and stuff. So uh, good luck with that, conservatives. All right. Love you. Love you, too. I love you, too. Love you, too. I love you, too. Hey. I love you. I love you so much. I love you, too. This is more or less our post. Though, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what's happening, and I don't know when to actually stop the episode. Everybody, we'll see you next time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Craziness. I agree.